affairs, domestic issues, and more from a middle ground perspective on The Captain's Brief every Saturday at 11 a.m. That's The Captain's Brief every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Tell us your thoughts anytime you want with the open mic feature in the LI News Radio app. Download the LI News Radio app, tap the open mic microphone, and record your message no matter where you are. Have you checked out the hottest new spot in Yapank? Southpaw Brewing Company. Not known only for Southpaw's own craft beers, American lagers, IPAs, stouts, sours, and ales, all of which are delicious, by the way. Southpaw features an ever-changing menu of craft cocktails and full bar. The restaurant offers a variety of scrumptious appetizers and entrees. And of course, their famous brick oven pizzas. Grab some for lunch or dinner, dine in, or take out. Catch the games on their multiple TV monitors, too. Southpaw Brewing Company is the perfect place for the whole family or for catching up with old friends. Easy to get to, just north off the LIE Exit 68, Boulevard East, off William Floyd Parkway in the Walmart Shopping Center. Follow them on Instagram at Southpaw Brewing Company or call 631-504-6167. Who cares if one more light goes out? I do. This is Arthur Lee, founder and inventor of LifeVac, a simple rescue device that could save a life in a choking emergency. Now, each and every Tuesday, tune into the LifeVac radio show from 3 to 4 to hear stories of lives that have been saved. All you need to know about LifeVac and how your schools and business can be equipped. The LifeVac radio show, Tuesday, 3 to 4, changing the world with each save. With so many For over 25 years, the Long Island State Veterans Home has had the honor of providing skilled nursing care and adult day health care to Long Island's veterans and their spouses. Did you know the Long Island State Veterans Home also provides short-term rehabilitation? Creating individualized treatment plans and providing personalized attention, we promote independence and a successful return to the community. For more information about our rehabilitation program, call us today at 631-444-VETS. That's 631-444-VETS. Rudy's Patchog, food, drink, music, good times. Rudy's is your home for all things New York sports. Catch all the games with Rudy's Famous Wings. Live music every weekend and there's never a cover. Follow Rudy's on Facebook and Instagram for updates and happenings. Rudy's Kitchen is open late till 3 a.m. every night so that midnight munchies are not a problem. Find Rudy's on Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Rudy's Bar and Grill is the place to be for the best lunch special in town. Nine bucks gets you a fat burger and a draft beer Monday through Saturday till 5 p.m. Mondays are buy one, get one free burgers, 5 p.m. till midnight. That's right, buy one, get one free burger, Monday nights at Rudy's Patch Hog. Get with Rudy's Boozy Brunch, Saturdays and Sundays, 7 a.m. till 11 a.m. with $15 bottomless mimosas. Rudy's is now open for breakfast Mondays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Ask about Rudy's awesome catering breakfast buffets for your next occasion. Rudy's Bar and Grill, Route 112 Patch Hog. What are you waiting for? Hi, I'm Realtor Danielle Lennard. And I'm Realtor and Lennard Team Team Leader, John David Lennard. In 1985, our father began the Lennard Team, representing both residential buyers and sellers here on Long Island. 40 years later, the Lennard Team has grown to over 30 representatives covering all of Nassau and Suffolk counties. Please visit thelennardteam.com or call 631-315-6156. Our client is not the property we're commissioned to sell. It is you. As a buyer, we represent your non-negotiable need for space, location, and convenience. 
convenience. When representing a seller, our team positions, markets, and searches for buyers that can not only afford your home, we find buyers that your home will satisfy their needs as well. Despite interest rates and home values, your desire to relocate is still timely and relevant. That is our specialty. Finding for you the right home or buyer, regardless of the current market. Visit the Lenarteam.com or call 631-315-6156 today for a new start tomorrow. Live from the LI News Radio Studio at Long Island MacArthur Airport to all across Nassau and Suffolk County, this is your political go-to station. 1039 LI News Radio. Good morning, Long Island. It is 634 of J Oliver. This is 103.9 LI News Radio on this Friday. It is February the 2nd, and here. Some of the stories we'll be covering that would include uh, police investigating the death of a person in a trailer right behind a centralized love home. Also, an overwhelming majority of hundreds of nurses talking to Long Island hospitals voting to authorize the strike now. At least 20 residents of Nassau and Suffolk have been arrested, and that for bilking the federal government's marquee business relief programs all during COVID. Paris in the East End, they're trying to save a daycare center in the area. A group of senior citizens from Elmont uh, still waiting to go home four months after their building was flooded all during a storm. Harendra Singh, not to begin his prison sentence until at least May. Uh, we'll tell you about a bookkeeper uh, for a plumbing company using a rubber stamp and electronic transfers to embezzle more than a million dollars. Uh, also, situation regarding the voting period beginning tomorrow, nine-day early one. Uh, the special election to fill the seat of George Santos. The state education department asking the state ledge for a three- to five-year phase-in of the governor's budget proposal. I'm talking about reducing school aid to nearly half of all the school districts. A bill that will provide additional state and locals tax deductions. Salt. Remember Salt Relief? Married couples expected to come before the U.S. House. Uh, that'll be for a floor vote next week. And authorities are urging residents to take safety precautions against home invasion scams. If three men dressed as utility workers and forced their way uh, into a North Hills home, this happening on Monday. Dow is up. Great finish. 369. Basically, game would have lost the day before. 38,519. A starting point on this Friday morning on the futures market. Was down a few, now it's up a few. It's up about 17 or so uh, as we speak. How about the New York Knicks? Go, New York, go to... You know, get that. Nine straight wins. A uh, big one over at the uh, Garden last night against the Pacers. Right now, temperatures mid to upper 30s. We go to around 43 in the cloudy skies. We have those stories and more. Your traffic and weather, we'll give it to you every 10 minutes on the fives right here on the island's only 24-7 News Talk FM radio station, 103.9 LI News Radio. LI News time is 6.37. ABC News, I'm Richard Cantu. It's a matter of time. The expected U.S. retaliation against Iran-backed militants who've been attacking U.S. forces in West Asia. A senior U.S. official telling me that Pentagon officials believe that the scope of these strikes will send an unmistakable message to the militant groups to stop their attacks on U.S. forces. But others fearing the retaliatory strikes will trigger the exact kind of escalation the administration is trying to avoid. So there has been debate, but the strikes will go ahead. And we have learned that some of the militants 
are already evacuating their facilities. ABC's Martha Raddatz. Several fatalities reported in the wake of a single-engine airplane crash into a mobile home in Clearwater, Florida, outside Tampa. Cunard Cruise Line says 139 passengers and crew aboard the Queen Victoria have become ill with a gastrointestinal bug. The ship left Fort Lauderdale January 22nd, was headed for San Francisco and Honolulu. This is ABC News. Airline news time. Uh, we are at 638. Uh, traffic and weather. Rose and Rail sponsored, of course, by GTS Builder Supply. Yeah, they have it all. GTSBuildersSupply.com. And we get the latest now with Cindy Wakeman. On Montauk Highway, traffic is nice and easy through Southampton. Flanders Road is looking good, passing the Big Duck. Eastbound side of Sunrise Highway is moving right along through Hampton Bays. Westbound on the LIE, a little bit of volume between North Ocean Avenue and Exit 55 Motor Parkway. And Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. This report is sponsored by Compassion International. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. Temps uh, in the uh, mid to upper 30s at uh, 639. Here in Islip, outside our studios here at the big airport, we're sitting at 37 degrees, going up to around 43. We head over to Route 10 and what's getting at the Weather Center. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Are you ready for the big game? Before you root and cheer, call Mr. Pump and remove your doubt and fear. Don't be a chump. Get your cesspool pump. Call Mr. Pump and get your cesspool pump starting as low as $199. Senior citizens and military receive a 10% discount. You know Mr. Pump's prices can't be beat. You want a free estimate? Call 631-499-4330 or go to MrPumpCesspoolNY.com. So be a smarty and pump before you party. Enjoy game day with Mr. Pump. Call 631-499-4330 now. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. This is Dr. David Caputo, President Emeritus of Pace University. You are listening to 103.9 LI News Radio, your political go to station. LI News Time. Uh, we are at 6 41. Big day tomorrow. You got the nine day early voting period will begin. The special election to fill the unexpired term of the expelled representative of George Santos. A contest that Certainly could help determine the path of Congress. Very important. Early voting for the 3rd Congressional District seat. That includes, of course, Parson Asshole in Queens Counties running through February 11th at select polling sites. Polls will be open for traditional voting, of course. The big day will be uh, Tuesday the 13th. The Republican-backed Mazzy Melissa Pillar from Granite, a two-term national legislator, 
faces off against the veteran Democrat Tom Swazi of Glen Cove, former congressman who previously held that district seat. Each was chosen by party leaders. Of course, the governor calling for the special election to fill the term. If Santos was forced from Congress on December 1st, how House ethics report accusing of defrauding campaign donors for personal profit. Santos uh, also facing federal indictments related to his campaign fundraising and spending and left a litany of lies about his background that certainly made uh, international news. So the term will run at the end of the year, uh, and then in November, voters will go to the polls again uh, to determine who will fill a full two-year term for the job. So keep that in mind. Uh, remember the district, if you're asking, well, the district, district covers the North Shore and Nassau County parts of Southeastern Nassau as well. You're talking about Oyster Bay Cove, uh, Levittown, Glen Cove, Port Washington, Great Egg, Massapequa Park, and Farmingdale. District also includes the eastern port of, part of Queens. That would include Queens Village. Very important early voting uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, how about the potholes out there? It's costing a lot of money to a lot of folks out there. Not talking about the the main highways. Those were pretty much done in pretty good fashion. Took a long time uh, to uh, get it done. But uh, areas like Jerusalem Avenue, uh, certainly comes to mind in Nassau. Uh, increasing cost of driving in the New York metro area with over half of state major locally maintained roads remain in poor or fair condition. Uh, this according to an analysis of state and federal transportation data released this week by TRIP. It's a Washington, D.C. think tank. Another 24% of mediocre. 22% are good. That's the highest rating. So you got deteriorating roads, deteriorating roads, along with the traffic, the waste of fuel, vehicle maintenance, safety, costing drivers regionally an additional, listen to this, $3,697 annually, according to TRIP. 16% more expensive than the last report released in 2022. The biggest factor being inflation, and that according to their officials. Scary stuff there. Uh, LA News time right now, 644. Let's give you a hit of the sports scene. Uh, from last night, Riverwalk, the Bar and Grill, Peconic Avenue parking lot in Riverhead. All right, Knicks, nine in a row, beat the Pacers. Uh, score 109, 15-2 uh, so far to start the year, the Knicks. They go up at 10 straight tomorrow night against the Lakers. That's a nationally televised game. Maybe no LeBron, no Anthony Davis. <laughs> but without them, they beat the Celtics last night. That's a whole other thing. L.A. taking out Boston at the TD Garden. Uh, by a score of 114-105. But as far as the Knicks, a 40-point night from guess who? He does it every night, pretty much, Jalen Brunson. Oh, by the way, uh, he happened to have made his first all-star team. He was selected uh, as a reserve. Incredible performance. Uh, let's hear from the Knicks center, Isaiah Hartenstein. And he says they remain poised. Got the win here. Cut two. Back in the game, so um, I mean, just the group of guys we got, the coach we got. Um, I don't feel like we'll ever, ever give up, no matter how big the lead is. So um, that's something that we, as a group, take pride in. Yeah, it's a fun watch. You watched uh, the Knicks and the Heat last Saturday, like I did. You know, it was it was fun. It really was like the old Knicks starting to come alive, the Garden for sure. And the Knicks are doing it with some injuries, key injuries like Quentin Grimes and Mitchell Robinson, uh, OG Ananobi, and most recently. Uh, Julius Randle with the uh, shoulder separation. So they are getting it done. Great coaching job as well by Fibs, Tom Thibodeau. 76 to start Joel Embiid, diagnosed with a meniscus injury in his left knee. 
Uh, treatment plan, who knows? But it'll definitely be out through this weekend uh, at the very least. You had a trade last night in the NBA. Rockets acquiring Grizzlies center Stephen Adams uh, in a trade for guard Victor Oladipo and three second-round picks. So there you go. Big trade as far as the Houston Rockets are concerned. Brewers trading their pitch. Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles. Of course, the Orioles involved with the sale of the team. They want to load up a little bit. Burns, a three-time All-Star and a 2021 winner of the Cy Young Award. There you go. Commanders filled a void of a head coach. Last team to do so. And they have selected a Dan Quinn to uh, roam the sideline. Uh, of course, uh, he was the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator for three seasons. Also a head coach for the Falcons back in the day. Who can forget, though, they had a 28-3 lead against the Patriots. Quinn, not great on the resume, and lost uh, that game. Uh, so there you go. Jim Harbaugh was announced uh, as uh, the coach of the Chargers uh, press conference. Uh, non-committal about retaining some of the coaches, but did say, uh, quote, it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Uh, we're going to be humble, humble, and hungry. Kind of like that. Kind of would like to see that as far as the Jets are concerned. You don't hear that from Robert Sella enough, do you? Uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am going on. Thomas Dietrich with a one-shot lead over Patrick Cantley. Nine under after round one. And don't forget, uh, you haven't had a lot of hockey with the locals. Why? It's uh, kind of the all-star break, all-star weekend taking place in the great city north of the border in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, your sports, 12 and a half to the top, sponsored by Riverwalk. The Bar and Grill, the Conic Avenue parking lot. In Riverhead. Let's check out what we need to as far as your travels here. Uh, Roads and Rails, GTS Builders Supply. They have it all and the latest from Cindy Wakeman. On Montauk Highway, traffic is nice and easy through Southampton. Flanders Road is looking good, passing the Big Duck. Eastbound side of Sunrise Highway is moving right along through Hampton Bays. Westbound on the LIE, a little bit of volume between North Ocean Avenue and Exit 55 Motor Parkway. And Long Island Railroad is our quiet morning on the roads is continuing incident free on the LIE Northern and Southern State Parkways are doing fine. William Floyd Parkway is moving well overall through Shirley Sunrise Highway eastbound gets busy into North Road and Montauk Highway with some slowdowns into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule and the report is sponsored by Compassion International. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. Thank you, Cindy. At 648 837 here in Isla, we go to 43. We go to Rod Tanner. He is stationed at the Weather Center. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. 
One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker. I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Hey, Lisa, I've been seeing those pics you post of you and your family at all those fun events. What gives? Oh, VetTix. What's VetTix? VetTix is an amazing charity that gives free event tickets, like concerts, sporting events, and shows, to currently serving military vets and their families, and to the immediate families of troops killed in action. We have extra tickets sometimes. Can I donate them? Yes. Just go to VetTix.org. You can give your extra tickets, and other vets like me can sign up to get them. What a great way to give back. And listen, thank you for your service. Hi, I'm Legislator Sam Gonzalez, Legislator of Suffolk County's 9th District. I stay up to date with the latest news and biggest stories from across the island with 103.9 Long Island News Radio. All right, folks, uh, Ron Conk from Base East West Industries. They are so dedicated. And that's to protecting pilot and aircraft crew lives are recognized for their great work around the world for their design. Uh, and the manufacturing excellence, why they develop, produce, support hundreds of aircraft survivability products. Every year they do that. The company's products fly in the world's most innovative new aircraft. Every branch, by the way, the U.S. military, also a trusted supplier like no one else. For the industry's largest of uh, aircraft manufacturers, you know the big names, Lockheed Martin, Sikorsky, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, uh, East-West Growing. Uh, having recently moved to a larger facility, the company expanding its workforce by some 40% all disciplines. If you're a skilled professional, you got a passion uh, for protecting lives. Uh, they'd love to meet you. That's right, East West. Learn more about this award-winning hidden gem of Long Island. Uh, EastWestIndustries.com. Great website. Great leadership. Another company. It's like 56 years in business. Led by uh, my good friend, Teresa Ferrar. What a job she does. What a leader. Uh, check it out. Openings. Check it. Uh, EastWestIndustries.com, folks. We got the business report coming up. Also, we got some updated traffic and weather. We'll start our barrage of guests, uh, five or six, depending on Mr. Ferentino is back with us. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we got a lot to cover. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the East West stuff and aircraft crew lives and everything else. And if you caught that press conference yesterday uh, with the. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, it made you cringe. I mean, this is a guy who is the leader of defense for the world power, greatest country on planet Earth. In what's going on here with Austin and his AWOL activity, not discuss. Could you imagine uh, a botched email? Oh, I thought, oh, no, I thought, no. Did you alert the president? No, I thought you alert. Did you talk to, who told the president the guy was in a hospital? Can you imagine this? The Secretary of Defense. <laughs> missing. 
with all that's going on in the world, the Middle East, Ukraine, and everything else? Oh, my goodness. You can't make this stuff up with this administration. Can't make it up. As soon as I got the alert, I turned it on. I couldn't believe it. And answered some questions and everything else. Listen, you give them credit. Should have done it over a week ago, for God's sakes. But at least he got up there at the Pentagon and answered a few questions. I'll tell you, he should be let go. Hope he, hope he gets a speedy, 1,000% recovery, but he's not the right guy for the job. Never was. Neither is anybody else as far as this cabinet is concerned. Uh, but uh, the beat goes on, and and that's what's, uh, that's what's happening there. So uh, that went on yesterday. It's Groundhog Day, by the way. Uh, the legend of Puxatawney Phil, if he sees the shadow, we're in for six more weeks of winter. Uh, if he doesn't, we get to bask in the early spring. Now, we have a tradition here at LI News Radio. The producer sees his shadow uh, when he walks outside. Uh, same type of deal. So we got to wait and see with Jake Beagle. He'll let us know if he sees his shadow. Uh, we got six more weeks of winter here on Long Island. Usually it's true over the last three or four years. We'll see if that's uh, in play today. I was reading a recent poll. Uh, a new poll that shows the former president narrowly ahead of Joe Biden here. That's uh, shaping up to be a close contest. Overall, 49%. Give me a to CNN poll. Uh, 49% of registered voters say they back Trump in an election between the two are held today. 45% support Biden. 5% say, well, they'd vote for someone else. Neither Biden nor Trump has locked in their party's nomination yet, but uh, seemingly the most likely outcome. Uh, we will keep an eye on that. Also, how about this incredibly interesting development in Michigan, the parents of the school shooter on trial for manslaughter uh, in separate cases uh, that will test uh, whether they should be held responsible for the crimes of their child. Uh, Jennifer Crumbly is the mother of the teenager. Uh, Ethan, remember that whole scene a couple of years ago, killed Ford his high school in Oxford, Michigan. Uh, the mother taken in yesterday in her trial testified it was her husband's responsibility. So the pointing of fingers and everything else uh, to store their son's gun safely. However, prosecution has argued she's responsible for the death because she was grossly negligent in getting a gun for her son and failing to get him proper mental health treatment. And how many times have we seen this story where the kid has issues from a mental standpoint, and then a, awarded a weapon. And that's responsible, right? Interesting stuff, first of its kind ever, happening in a Michigan court. And we'll talk about that with the captain coming up in the Global Threat Report. All that, it's a busy one, I told you in the beginning. A busy show as you could have on this Friday morning, 6.56. We'll do a little business, traffic, weather first by ABC The Latest. ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks surged on Wall Street as investors eagerly anticipate earnings reports from some big tech companies. The Dow rose 370 points. The Nasdaq gained 198 and the S&P added 61. Stocks fell sharply on Wednesday on news the Fed was keeping interest rates steady. But a new slew of economic reports inspired optimism Thursday. Weekly jobless claims rose slightly, but the number is still relatively low. Another report finds U.S. workers were more productive in the last three months of 2023 than expected. A third data set shows manufacturing is improving. 
Peloton has sunk to its lowest price on record after reporting another loss and giving investors a lukewarm forecast. More than 200 reporters, photographers, and staffers at seven newsrooms are on a 24-hour strike seeking fair wages. And TikTok may sound different now that Universal Music Group is no longer allowing songs from its artists on the social media app. Michelle Franz and ABC News. Our quiet morning on the roads is continuing incident-free on the LIE. Northern and Southern State Parkways are doing fine. William Floyd Parkway is moving well overall through Shirley. Sunrise Highway eastbound gets busy into North Road and Montauk Highway with some slowdowns into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by Compassion International. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Using gas to heat our homes, cook our meals, or dry our clothes can be dangerous to our health, especially for kids. But we have the technology to transition the country's infrastructure to clean energy. By encouraging local government and state agencies to electrify buildings instead of using dirty gas, we can clean up a public health crisis in our housing and protect the climate. My name is Matt Vespa. I'm a senior attorney at Earth Justice, and I'm going to court to fight for clean energy. Until safe, affordable, clean energy is an option in every home, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the Earth needs a good lawyer. Have a question? Want to comment? You can text us anytime you want. 631-451-1039. The LI News Radio text line is always open for you to let us know your thoughts. Text us at 631-451-1039. Did you know, on average, an estimated 50,000 vehicles in New York illegally pass school buses every day? This can result in fines up to $1,000 and more importantly puts our children at risk of serious injury or even death. Remember, flashing yellow lights means slow down and prepare to stop. Flashing red lights means stop. This message is sponsored by the Suffolk County Traffic and Parking Violations Agency. For more information, visit SuffolkCountyNY.gov backslash TPVA. Buy a Honda at Apple Honda. Buy a Honda at Apple Honda. Our prices are always good to the core. 
If you're hunting for a new or pre-owned Honda car, truck, or SUV, Apple Honda in Riverhead is the place to start. Apple Honda has a wide range selection of new Honda models for sale and a huge inventory of pre-owned vehicles as well. 2023 Civics, SUVs, Accords, trucks, and the new Odyssey vans all on display at Apple Honda. And check out the best warranty program in the industry, the Apple Honda True Used. Benefits that work for you. 1375 Route 58 in Riverhead. AppleHonda.net. From Montauk to Miller Place, LI News Radio is your station for local news and information. Crime Report, and uh, it is sponsored, of course, by the Crime Stoppers of Subic, 1-800-220-TIPS-220-8477, 8477, that's where all calls are. Uh, kept confidential, monetary rewards sometimes issue for info. Uh, that will lead to an arrest, Joe Jacqueline, retired NYPD sergeant, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, current adjunct professor over John Jay College, of the criminal investigative function of Guy Vanua Investigators. Edition 4, 5, soon to come. And Joe, a highly decorated member back in the day of the NYPD, uh, including most notable Department of uh, Medal of Valor. And, uh, Joe, a best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook. Uh, he's got a great show on YouTube all regarding the Gilgo case. We sell, uh, we uh, say a very good morning to the Sarge, uh, Joe Jacklone. Sir, how are you? Welcome. Good morning, Jay. How are you? We are well. We are doing well. Joe, before I get into the Gilgo stuff, I want to get into the two cops uh, who were uh, blindsided, uh, kicked, uh, hit, punched uh, by these uh, five uh, uh, knuckleheads, uh, and that's putting it lightly. A couple of them have already have flown the coop, by the way. They've gone to California. Can you believe it? You know, slapping the wrist, you get arrested, then you you get a coupon, you go to Chuck E. Cheese these days. Uh, but in essence, uh, if that doesn't tell the story of what's going on in our society, I don't know what does. I mean, just it's it's beyond outrage at this point, Sarge. Well, you know, if this is a prime example of the failures of bail reform. It just shows you. I mean, here you have these five people who shouldn't have been here in the first place. They attack the cop. They don't get charged with the felony assault. You got Alvin Bragg just turning people out like it's going out of style. And then they get the bus and then they flee the city and go somewhere else. So that means they're never showing back up for their court case. It's an absolute joke. It's an outrage. And they they wonder why, Sarge. They wonder why there's so few cops on the streets. Who wants to be a cop anymore? Nobody. I mean, the system is definitely. The system is definitely rigged against them. I mean, you could just get assaulted like this and then go. And I'm trying to explain to people, if you have individuals that are willing to do this to two uniformed cops, what do you think they're doing or going to be doing to ordinary citizens as they get further into the system? I mean, it's just something that people need to be wake up about and, and realize what's exactly going on here. 
Yeah, one of these guys had a record already, assault and robbery. Uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. It and, 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 you know, the governor was asked about it, says, oh, you can't touch a cop. Yeah, uh, you know, what is she going to do about it? You know what she does? She facilitates work permits, by the way, folks. That's how you answer the asylum problem that's going on right now in a big city. Uh, we're going to find state jobs, 4,000 of them, Joe. That's the answer. That's the answer. Yeah. I tell you, yeah, but it's, it's outrageous. It's, it's, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what else to say on this stuff. It's outrageous. Completely outrageous. Well, they have – Albany has fumbled this thing from the very beginning. They've gaslighted this from the very beginning, and all of the evidence is out there. And I don't care if it's anecdotal or not, but it's, the, it's out there. And you know what? You, you kind of when you when you said you were a sanctuary city, you opened yourself up to it. And now all of a sudden, nobody wants to be a sanctuary city anymore, right? You'll never hear those those words used again, not in New York or Chicago or anywhere else. I mean, and this is not the only place this is happening. In. And as the elections loom uh, big in the next couple of months, boy, this is there's there's going to be there's going to be um, some states I think are going to flip, and I think people are going to be like totally shocked, like what happened? I mean, what do you mean what happened? This is this is upsetting every community in New York City. But you know what? Voting has consequences. And you voted for this, whatever. The only way to get out of it is, is vote yourself out of it. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Listen, this is going to do Hochul in eventually. This will absolutely do Eric Adams. And by the way, where's Eric Adams been after all this? Been a little silent, hasn't he? Uh, but he's got his own issues to, to be concerned with. Um, on all fronts, a failure. An absolute failure. Yeah. We're talking this. We're talking with the Sarge and the crime report. Joe, before we get to Gilgal, I want to get to this situation of this elementary school teacher. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this. Uh, Eleven more students uh, came into play here uh, and sounding off. Uh, that's right. Prosecutors have identified eleven additional former students uh, that they believe this retired school teacher at a Bayshore, an elementary school teacher. Uh, abused. Uh, they were abused. Thomas Bernagosi. He is 75 years of age. Uh, you know what? He's going to die behind bars, Joe. He's going to die behind bars. Uh, arrested and char- if, he, if he lives that long. It, he was charged with uh, all kinds uh, of indictments here. 25 years in prison on each count uh, if he is convicted. As horrific a story uh, as you could have, 30 additional witnesses uh, have also helped significantly grow this investigation, according uh, to the lead prosecutor on this, uh, which is is just unbelievable. It really is unbelievable what's been going on here. If you remember when we first, when this story first broke and they had put out the request and they said there's more people going to come forward, right, mm-hmm. and discuss that. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, there's a lot of people out there still probably that um, are fearful of coming forward and, and, and everything else like that. To do, you know, to, 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 listen, we understand, right? Because you know, there's, there's issues with the families and, and marriages and everything else that you do when you come forward. So it's um, it's just a shame, and it just shows you the, the cycle of victimization that happens when people do this for such a long time and get away with it, and they just they psychologically damage people, and they just ruin lives. And you know what? He can't spend enough time in jail if he gets convicted, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's a tough one. You know, kind of reminds you of that movie Sleepers back in the day. 
uh, is just uh, a sick, sick uh, case. And people are going to be harmed for this forever, stained, emblazoned, whatever, whatever verbiage, adjectives you want to use uh, with this thing. It's just a horrific situation. Uh, Joe Jack on the crime report. All right, let's go to Gilgo. Had John Ray on yesterday. Uh, the attorney represents the Gilbert family. Did a symposium, uh, Sarge, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, good crowd. Good crowd showed up over at St. John's. Um, and a lot of revelations. A lot of revelations. Uh, four or five that I wrote down. And, you know, this whole thing, I tell you, John, John's like a dog with a bone, Sarge. You know, regarding the estranged wife uh, in uh, in Asa, Asa Elra. Uh, dog with a bone, you know, hair found on each. Uh, her, the daughter Victoria, you know, records kept as far as uh, thought she was in Atlantic City at one locale, not there. Where was she? I mean, you go on and on and on here. I mean, it goes, uh, it goes into, into play in a very big way. The, the spotlight on John on Tuesday night in Queens and a lot of conversation. No, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, listen, John has been in this from the very beginning. He's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like him or not, the guy has got dogged determination, and he's, you know, he's doing things out there that no one else is doing. Uh, the thing that really uh, piqued my interest is the, the Atlantic City issues, right, where the dates yeah. um, aren't, aren't matching up to what he has found, which is really interesting because that really puts the timeline into question, um, not that it, not that it's going to affect the case against Rex Herman at all, but um, you know it could involve other things, right? That that go on. So it's it's just uh, I'm sure that the district attorney's office is going to have to go out there and, and figure out what's going on and get the records if they haven't have them already and get the photocopies and and what and what have you, because that now you know that Pandora's box has been opened. And if they don't answer it out, then it becomes you know issues down the road for them in, in other aspects. But uh, it doesn't affect anything that, that they have on Rex Yearman. I think they have that case pretty much tied up. You know, um, do I think he's, you know, did, did, well, listen, anytime you go in front of a jury, anything can happen, right? But I think this case is pretty solid against him. And I think the defense has a really uphill battle to climb in order to try to get his client off of this. So, you know, with that being said, it's just, um, the, you know, these things, like you said, he, he, I think uh, Asa is stuck in his crawl. And, um, you know, I, I, just don't, uh, I just don't know where it's going to lead. But listen, he's done a great job so far looking at all this stuff. He hasn't let go, you know, and, and you got to admire his tenacity. I mean, he has an obligation to himself as an attorney. He's been on this thing since day one. Uh, also, uh, to Shannon Gilbert and those family members in and around. The sister was over there uh, the other night. She spoke, one of the sisters. Uh, I found that one of the more interesting claims was, you know, that swinger and a police officer husband. Uh, and the woman read an affidavit Tuesday night and pretty much stated, you know, they were in a car. They were uh, heading towards... Jorman's home. Uh, Ace was there. Ace was there, we should say. And this swinger and her husband, uh, you know, made some claims. In the back seat of that car was Karen Regatta. Regatta, one of the women 
that was attached to this and was, of course found not you know months ago we, we saw that determination and everything else and one of the biggest things that has come out now is the possibility such of Yorman being attached to other women who were killed who were murdered and that's one of the biggest things right now so I think there's a lot of food for thought here from Tuesday I think Ray Tanny is combing through a lot of this stuff and figuring out uh, if it is viable stuff uh, that he could use in the courtroom. Now, remember, you got a court date coming up February the 6th, which is a couple of days away, right, next week on Tuesday. So uh, it's going to take some time and everything else, but John Ray put a lot of stuff out there, not only with those two, the swinger and the husband going out there to the home. Uh, you have the attachment as far as the former DA, Tom Spoda, was brought up. The former chief of the department, Jimmy Burke, who's been attached to this case uh, forever. We all know that Jimmy, uh, you know, liked his uh, leisure, so to speak. He liked his toys, you know. A uh, lot, of, lot of food for thought here from a couple of nights ago. A lot of food for thought. Uh, and in this, uh, this investigation, I'm sure, will expand a little bit here, Sarge. Well, it, it has to because... Here you have this woman, right, who was originally anonymous, yeah. gave the affidavit with, with the police president. Now she comes out of the shadows and is willing to come out in a public forum and tell the story again, well, read the story again, right? So she's taking a big chance here, right? So it's it's like right in your face now. So they have, meaning the police, they they have no choice but to track down those leads. I mean, you have somebody now coming out publicly and and, and saying this. It, it's, a, it's a big difference now than some anonymous person. So, and then when you think about it, what what does this person have to gain by coming forward, right? They have absolutely nothing to gain and everything to lose. So it is something that you really need to take a, a, a strong, hard look at. And when I interviewed then-Commissioner Rodney Harrison, yeah, and I asked him. I said, "Did you identify the detective? And have you spoken to him?" And he said, "Yes, and we have spoken to him a couple of times." So it's there's there's a there's something going on there with that case for sure. The question really comes down to: Is this woman was this woman Karen Vergara or not? And that's going to be the most difficult part to put this together because just because she was there. There's no evidence that says that Rex killed her. Uh, yes, we can speculate all we want, but they, like you said, the, the district attorney is going to need evidence to go into court and say this is exactly what happened. And I think that is really the long shot here. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And also, you know, the obstruction of the case by Spoda, by Jimmy Burke, uh, and there had to be a reason. You no, know, there was a reason why Burke did not want any help on this from a federal standpoint. Threw a lot of people off this case. When something like this occurs, you have something to hide here. And we all know Burke and his uh, nefarious activities of leisure and everything else that were going on here. Uh, even still to this day, for crying out loud. But, you know, quite frankly, a lot, a lot of people want answers. To these questions, you know, and we all know that Spoda and Burke were tied at the hip, obviously. So uh, uh, another interesting point by Ray over at uh, over at that symposium, such. 
yeah, the only thing I was, the only bomb I was waiting for him to drop was the the fact that John Bitroff still has this 440 motion for vacation, vacating his his conviction, right? Yeah. And then with the other girls that are involved in that, I was waiting for that. Uh, but I, cause I think that's 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 going to be a tie-in somewhere down the road uh, eventually too. So I mean, there's a lot of things going on here, and once again, who's at the main center of that? Tom Spoda, right? So I mean, it's it's. You can see all the working parts. Everything is just like speculation at this point, trying to pinpoint this stuff. And I try to explain to people all the time, listen, the police, you know, look at these things, these theories and the speculation, and, and they, 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 you know, kick the tires on it. I can guarantee you that. But the question comes down to is, will they be able to gain the, gather evidence in order to prove it? And that's a whole other story. And it takes time with the grand jury involved and everything else, Sarge. You know that. Uh, it's taking a lot of time, but we got an, another court date coming up on Tuesday with Rex uh, out in Riverhead. So kind of wait and see there. The Sarge with us. A couple of more. Sarge, uh, authorities are urging people now to take precautions against home invasions, these scams. Uh, you had something that happened on Monday in North Hills. Three guys were dressed up as utility workers, forced, they, forced their way into this home, uh, a nearly 70-year-old woman was knocked down. Um, there was a kid there. Uh, I don't know if he was a kid, uh, but he was also uh, roughed up in a big way. And uh, and quite frankly, you know, we tell senior citizens to be careful and everything else. Everybody needs to be on alert. Uh, that's right. It was a 35-year-old man. He was the home's caregiver, I guess. He answered the door. And these three forced their way in. They had a handgun, brandished it through the homeowner. Uh, a woman to the floor. They escaped. They had a lot of uh, an undetermined amount of property, and they still, by the way, remain at large here. Uh, but you have to be careful. You have to be careful in this day and age. Yeah, now the whole thing. And when you know they had asked the the, uh, the victims there, and they said that they you know they look professional and they act professional and everything else. So I mean, it was a really well thought out and planned. Uh, event here you know so this is a, and listen they're 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 um targeting high value locations too so it's um yeah it's it's just something to to really think about you know when someone knocks on your door rings your bell i remember as a kid everybody would be excited when someone rings your doorbell now everyone hides and i think that's the, the plan you should do and and listen ring cameras and everything else are, are an important aspect of of what you uh, you should have as part of your home security system too. Yeah, and these three, you know, again, claim to be from a utility company. Um, you know, you want to see the ID, you want to see the badge, you want to see some sort of paperwork. And if you're still not sure, folks, call up that utility company. Okay, call them up. You know, if it's National Grid, there's a number there. If it's uh, PSEG, there's an 800 number there. Call up the number. Okay, who cares if they're waiting outside the door for a couple of minutes? It's your safety, your yeah, livelihood. Pay by the hour. Yeah, exactly. So you want to make sure don't let any you don't let anyone in your home. You just don't. I, I don't. I don't care what it is. You do not let anyone in your home that you are not sure. Of. Okay, and believe me, I, I mean I tell this to my kids and everything else. If we're out of the house, guess what? And you're there. You not you do not let anyone in. And that is uh, it's good advice, too. Yeah, you just don't let anyone and, in. And this is where also having, sorry, this is also where having like one of those doorbell cameras can help because you could speak to the person, the individual, say, okay, what's the phone number, whatever, for the thing? Or you look it up yourself and say, okay, guys, 
I'm calling the company and I'm going to find out if they have a schedule on there. And then you can see their reaction, right? I mean, if they run right away, then you know this is exactly what's going on. The next call should be the 911 and the police. So it's a great idea, Jay. No doubt about it. Sarge, of course, does a uh, a great show on YouTube as far as the Gilgo investigation. Uh, it is still going strong, and I would imagine you've got a lot of fuel uh, to take you through, especially after this after this week, uh, Sarge. Oh yeah, no, well, on uh, on this Sunday, I'm going to be speaking to a, a, an individual. She's actually works currently right now to the Arizona Attorney General's Office for Human Trafficking. Well, after the Newsday article broke about the Long Island being one of the top spots for human trafficking and all the other things about what's going on with the girls, so she's going to be on the show. She's going to talk about that and how Long Island is affected by it and, and what this could mean for cases like Long Island serial killer or other cases. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be pretty interesting in that respect. I mean, it's a, it's a tough topic to deal with. But when, you know, Newsday is coming out with these numbers and, you know, not for nothing, Newsday is coming out with another big high profile story this week about missing persons in Long Island. So I think even they're gearing up to other individuals that might be attributed to serial killings on Long Island that have been missing for long periods of time and then mapping all these things out. So it's actually kind of interesting. And uh, I implore you, if you haven't seen it, uh, get over to YouTube, look up the Sarge's name, Joe Jackalone. It is fantastic riveting interviews uh and everything else and of course joe is a best-selling author uh, of the cold case handbook uh get it on amazon folks and especially with all that's happening with gilgo uh it makes uh so much uh, sense uh and and sarge while i'm talking to you before i let you go we got some breaking news here uh and everybody needs to kind of get closer to the uh to the radio whatever ever you hear this broadcast in the car Pay attention. Stop the talking and everything else. Uh, so, as we got breaking news here. You sitting down, sir? No, yeah. Ponksa Tony Phil uh, has just <laughs> been let out uh, of his house. And the question is now, Sarge, are we getting four more weeks of winter? That is the key here. Now, I'm trying to get a read on this. Uh, we've got our ace people down there in Ponksa Tony, Pennsylvania at Gobbler's Knob. Uh, and it's a, a riveting moment in time right here on this program. You know, we've broken a lot of stories. You know, we gave you a name of Rex Yorman back on the 13th of July. He, the guy, the alleged killer uh, in the uh, Gilgo situation. I'm trying to determine here as far as if the groundhog has seen his uh, shadow. Uh, Jake right now, my producer, is uh, riveted as well. He has put down the Tetris. Uh, he is... Uh, making sure, well, see, I can't get a read yet on it. As soon as we get word here, we're going to be the first to do this. As soon as we get word, as far as six more weeks of winter, we will convey. Such great stuff. Uh, wonderful yeah. stuff, my friend. And uh, we will chat over the weekend. I can't thank you enough. You got it, Jay. Have a great weekend. You got it. Uh, that is uh, the Sarge checking in. As far as the crime report, Crime Stoppers, one 800 220-TIPS. Jake, see if you get a read on this. 220-8477. All calls will be kept confidential. Trying to get a read on it. Did he see his shadow? Did he not see his shadow? Uh, that is the question. And six weeks of winter is at stake. As Long Island is just riveted now. 
They'll find the answer. We'll try and get that to you. First, though, let's get a traffic check of things. Uh, your roads and rail story, uh, sponsored by East Wet. Oh, we got an early spring. How about that? We got an early spring. <laughs> hey, give me a drum roll, will you, please? We got an early spring. You know what that means for us on Long Island? 37 inches of snow, folks, coming up at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And a Goblin's Knob is going nuts right now. Uh, he predicts an early spring, uh, Phil does. That's great stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so I guess uh, he didn't see a shadow. So that's good. There you go. All right. Uh, right now, 37. We go to 43. We go to. Did I do Cindy? We'll go to Cindy Wakeman, Rod Tanner, and we'll come back with a captain right after. Main Street in Patchogue, a transformer explosion between Prospect Avenue and Summit Avenue. The roadway is fully closed up with downed wires and a damaged pole for a transformer explosion. Horse Block Road eastbound near Zorn Boulevard with an accident off to the side. And there are delays on the LIE westbound as you make your way from Vets Highway into Motor Parkway. No major problems on the northern or southern state parkways and Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. This report is sponsored by Compassion International. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the L.I. News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. The stations of JVC Broadcasting support our local businesses, and we encourage you, please do the same. Today, we're spotlighting Riverhead Bay Volkswagen Subaru announces Shop at Home Service. Visit RiverheadBayMotors.com for your walk-around video, home test drive, and private delivery. Safe and convenient, 24 hours a day. RiverheadBayMotors.com. Hey, how would you like to see better for life? It's me, John G. from La Fiesta 98.5 at Long Island Party Station's sister station. And I just wanted to let you know that I've struggled with my vision for years. I could never wear fashionable sunglasses because if they're not prescription, I can't see. And if I'm in the pool or at the beach, I'd have to take my glasses off to go into the water. So I was talking to Anna Maria and she told me that she had LASIK with Dr. James Kelly over 10 years ago and she still sees great without glasses or contacts. So I decided to go for a free consult. Dr. Kelly has helped over 50 thousand people to see better as one of the most experienced laser vision specialists right here on Long Island. And guess what? I'm a candidate for LASIK. The best part is the procedure takes less than five minutes. I'm excited to have this done real soon. No more glasses for me. So if you're a candidate, call his office in Bayshore at 631-625-6562. Hey, and guess what? There's even financing available. And how about this? You can win free LASIK. Just be one of the first 50 people to get a consult and have the procedure done, and you can have a chance to win it for free. Call 631-625- 256562. You deserve to see better. Call Dr. James Kelly like I did. 631-625-6562. 
I'm Sergio Saya, owner of the Executive Group Realty and host of Real Estate Reality. Tune in on Mondays from 5.30 to 6 p.m. as I share unfiltered insights from my 30-plus years of industry experience. As a dinosaur of the real estate world, I'll cover everything from buying and selling to foreclosures, short sales, commercial investments, and money management. Join me on Long Island News Radio every Monday at 5.30 p.m. to be part of my real estate reality. The mainstream media wouldn't dare discuss the right to bear arms. Tune in Sundays at 8 p.m. for Armed American Radio, where we talk about just that. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of the show, where we focus on all topics related to your Second Amendment right. That's Sundays at 8 p.m., right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. I'm Angelo Gionis, a.k.a. Mr. Serious. And I'm Matt Klein, Mr. Not-So-Serious. We are here to bring you each and every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. Freedom in Real Estate. Each show will update you on current issues and trends in the mortgage and real estate market. But most importantly, the phone lines are always open for any questions you may have. So tune in to Freedom in Real Estate's Monday from 2 to 3, only on 103.9 LA News Radio. Hi, this is Chef Charles J. Drayton from Exquisite Catering Cuisine. For over 25 years, I've offered Long Islanders the most popular food trends while honoring classic flavors and providing my clients the greatest cuisine of the highest quality. Please learn more about Exquisite Catering Cuisine by visiting exqcc.com. That's exqcc.com or call 631-562-8682. Parties from 2 to 200 guests, romantic dinners, family gatherings, graduations and weddings. We are a full-service catering company and will guide you through the rentals of tables, chairs, tents, dance floors, as well as recommend entertainment, florists, and photographers. Please visit exqcc.com or call 631-562-8682. Food is not just a meal, it is an experience to be savored and remembered. Exquisite Cater Cuisine at exqcc.com. I'm Captain Ken Bombays, former U.S. Army Intelligence Captain and CEO of Global Threat Solutions. And I'm Tom Evans, former U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant and retired Suffolk County Sheriff Sergeant. Listen to us discuss national security, global affairs, domestic issues, and more from a middle ground perspective on The Captain's Brief every Saturday at 11 a.m. That's The Captain's Brief every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. 1039 LI News Radio. News Radio. Your station for local news and information. Time the Global Threat Report brought to you by Global Threat Solutions, the 100% veteran owned Long Island based security investigation firm offering so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, armed and unarmed security services, residential patrol services, retail security. Uh, residential estate security services, talking about the Hamptons too, you know, Nassau uh, County, executive protection, you name it. For peace of mind and uncertain times, go to the website, globalthreatsolutions.com, or a phone call. Uh, we'll get it done, too. If you have any questions, 646-946-6649. The captain uh, and his great company. Oh, let's not forget the captain's brief. we got a preview tomorrow's great show with Tom Evans. Uh, that is tomorrow at 11 o'clock right here on LI News Radio. Let me say good morning uh, to Captain Kim Bombay. Sir, it's always good having you. Morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on. You know, there's so much to go over. I, I want to start with the Lloyd Austin press conference. Uh, you know, I was cringing for him. Uh, you know, to me, it's a little too late. You should have had it a, a, a week ago. 
Uh, the guy was AWOL, didn't tell the president. Oh, I thought this one sent an email. email. No, I thought, no, I, we had a little bit of communication snafu. The president of the United States, I mean, come on. I mean, Mr. Mr. Secretary, I'm sorry. We wish you a speedy recovery. I hope you'll live another 100 years, but you got to go. You're not fit for the job. Never was, in my opinion, Captain. Never was fit, Lloyd Austin was. Uh, Should have been terminated. But in essence, the beat goes on. That's what happens with this administration. I mean, listen, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas still has a job. If he has a job, I guess anyone can have a job within the confines of that cabinet, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, compared to Mayorkas, Lloyd Austin is doing a stellar job. As the yeah, that's true. And, you know, Jay, Lloyd Austin served his country. He's, you know, uh, I respect that. He made a big mistake in not notifying these people, uh, notifying specifically the president. He wanted to keep this matter private. He said he's made changes. More importantly to me is what's going on in the world right now and our response, because he also addressed that after addressing his, his medical issues. He talked about what's going on right now. You know, the, the four, uh, three U.S. soldiers that were just killed in Jordan and the over 40 that were wounded. And when they pressed him why the U.S. has waited so long to respond more strongly to the over 165 attacks in U.S. troops since October of last year, he stated it's time to take away even more capability than we have in the past. It's just so indicative of the weak response we've had from this administration concerning these attacks, that the attacks in the Red Sea, the attacks we're getting out of Syria and Iraq from these Iranian proxy groups. And it's, it's like white noise now. Nobody wants to listen to this anymore. Um, you know, this, this group has now said they're suspending attacks against the U.S. or military operations against the U.S. as proxy group. But she did kind of dismiss that and, and ignored that statement. Says we will respond. It'll be a tiered response. And but then you know John Kirby in his um, press conference says basically that President Biden believes that it is important to respond in an appropriate way. And that you know that is double speak for in a weak way. Because we know that's what he means. He's so the decisions of this administration concerning these attacks is entirely focused on the presidential election cycle we're in the middle of right now. They are so terrified of this becoming this regional conflict, which it's already become. You know, they're they're making this administration saying we're not at war with Iran. And all I could think is really? Then why have they attacked us hundred and sixty five times? Why do they keep launching missiles and drones at us if we're not at war? I think they're at war. We're not at war. And that's a problem, and I think it needs to be fixed quickly. And the reason why we're in the predicament we're in is because uh, around the world they see the great United States of America, world power and everything else, uh, is is not so great anymore. You know, we've got sheer weakness. You go back to the Afghan withdrawal from two and a half years ago, the botched withdrawal. Thirteen service members killed. Three service members killed last Sunday's attack. Uh, We all wonder what the retaliation will be, if any, by the way, if any. Uh, We still await. Hopefully we don't telegraph. We've already said a few things. Uh, I'm not confident at all how this administration is going to go about this. We know the very head of the snake needs to be sliced off, that being Iran. Uh, They're behind everything. They fuel everything because of what goes on within. 
uh, you know, six billion and the nuclear deal and everything else. They still have revenue production. We talk about this all the time. They have a stream coming in of zillions of dollars, and that is what it's all about. Instead of really siphoning them off sanction wise, we don't. Uh, there's way too much leeway, and we just, you know, there's no there's no uh, peace by strength anymore. There's nothing. You get nothing. Uh, the mantra is not believed in by this administration, and that's what you have going on right now. You know, it's sheer bedlam, and Joe Biden doesn't know what day it is right now. And that is one of the issues, too. And you get all this stuff with Lloyd Austin and everything else. I mean, it's just a conglomeration of the Keystone Cops. I mean, that's what it is right now in Washington. Yeah. And, and you're right. You know, I, we, it's almost, you know, we've talked about this so much since the very beginning um, and of this administration. But it really is true. If you go back to after withdrawal from Afghanistan and you go back to, and, and look at how we let our, um, China fly over our country opponents and did nothing about it, and how we actually then continued to go to them hat in hand and beg them to meet with us because they were being mean. And, and you look at all of these things that have happened over the last few years, and you look at this, most importantly, probably right now, is you look at these 165 attacks. The entire world knows it's Iran. We know it's Iran. The military knows it's Iran. We're doing nothing about it. And it goes to show you, you know, this is mindset, I think, sometimes, Jay. I, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's a, a mindset on the left, but I guess, you know, that might be appropriate, where they think that, well, this is a kinder, gentler world and a more sophisticated world. But these people are not. I've dealt with this my entire life since I was young. And these people understand strength and power. That's what they understand, Jay. They don't play by our rules. And right now, they've attacked us 165 times because they know we're doing nothing about it. The response has been embarrassing. He says, we're going to take away more of their capability. How many weeks have I been saying, let's take away all their capability? If we know that we took out 20% of the missile launchers in, in Yemen uh, for the Houthi rebels, why not all of them? If we know where they are, why are we not destroying all of them? They're obviously ignoring us. Um, and, and the same thing goes with these proxy groups. And more importantly, let's take it to Iran. Nobody wants to see war. I, I am a former soldier, an army officer. I do not want to see a war in the Middle East, Jay. But we cannot sit here and allow these, this group and these countries. There's two sides to this. The first one is we're going to lose troops, which is tragic. We just lost three, 40 wounded. They'll deal with these injuries for the rest of their lives, too, some of these soldiers. Um, and we've done nothing. That's one side of it. But the other side of this is the the image to the world, of the optics of what's going on right now. Us being attacked, attacked 165 times and doing next to nothing about it. That is going to cause the next attack, the next crisis we all face globally. It's going to be caused by this, this lack of action and weakness. That's why this has to change. And all I can say is I hope people are thinking about this and remembering this when they step into the voters' booth in November. It's the only way you fix the problem. You can only fix the problem that way. You you get rid of this crud. Uh, as far as the so-called decision-makers, they're not getting it done. And if you are looking for change, the only way to do it is in the voting booths. I'll tell you that much uh, without question. The captain with us. 
the Global Threat Report. Cap, uh, the two cops who were attacked on the streets of our city, Times Square used to be uh, a riveting area beyond belief, uh, now a playground uh, for migrants, it seems. Uh, and quite frankly, um, the image the image of one of those uh, individuals flipping the bird uh, to uh, every American out there, to every resident of New York City saying, hey, I made it through the Swiss cheese border, and look at me now. That's what that signified the other day. He gave all of us the middle finger. You know, that's what it's all about right now because we have a president who has allowed this to take place, okay? What you saw in Times Square the other day sums it up, sums it all up. By the way, a couple of those guys went to California, if you can believe it. You know, it's a slap on the wrist, and all of a sudden you're out in the street. I mean, what else can you say? And and then the governor's asked, oh, you don't touch police. Yeah. Words, those are just words. I want to see action. Action. Don't just facilitate work permits. Don't have 4,000 state jobs ready for people, ready to roll here. We can't even get people in our own country jobs. Do we take care of our veterans like this for crying out loud? I'm sickened by this. Yeah, this is, you know, Jay, you watched that video of these guys walking out. First of all, you watched the video of the attack, which is brutal. Um, then you watched the video of them walking out laughing and giving the finger to, the, to all of America. And, my God, it's almost as if the Republicans paid for this as a campaign ad. It wraps up everything that has gone wrong over the last four years. It's not just the border crisis and that these, these people are coming over here completely um, ungrateful, too. Completely ungrateful for being here. They have no uh, respect for this country, for our laws. And I'm not saying everybody, but these, this guy is now the poster boy. These guys are the poster boy for the crisis at the border. But I'll tell you, Jay, they're also the poster boys for the crisis, which is these criminal justice reform we've seen over the last three years, which the bail reform, how, you know, bail reform was never meant for this. Bail reform was never supposed to be what we're looking at. You know, a lot of police officers believed in some level of bail reform. There shouldn't be a kid sitting in jail for 30 days because he had weed in his pocket because he can't make a $100 bail. I get that. It was never supposed to be um, you could assault, violently assault police officers and walk out in a couple hours giving America the finger. That was never supposed to be bail reform. Everybody knows it. They still refuse to change these these policies. And and another thing is that these guys aren't citizens. They're here illegally. They don't. They should not be afforded the same rights that U.S. citizens are given. Why are they not on the next bus? You know, either in prison or in the next bus. Why? I don't understand why that this is happening. Like, they're still allowed to be. I dealt with this as a detective. And, and that was long before these ridiculous radical policies where we would have people involved in, uh, or um, alleged shooters that we were investigating, they would not deport them until a conviction. And I used to say, they're not supposed to be here anyway. Let's get rid of them. Let's just kick them out, you know? But the problem is the policies in this country and this, this is going to hurt, I think, 
President Biden and Democrats said, you will see this on loop, that picture, that video of these guys walking out, giving everyone the finger, because it's so indicative of everything that's wrong. And the finger. And you're 100% right. You are a million percent right. That should that image should be emblazoned in everyone's head. In fact, it should be on every pamphlet that these candidates throw at your house. You know, and instead of you know what we usually do is we put all that garbage in the fireplace and throw it out. Save that one. You know, that's just an idea. Save that one or that kid giving you the middle finger because that's what it represents. It's it's beyond. It's beyond. I'll tell you another thing beyond. When we got the toxicology report, Cap, those three guys out in Kansas City, oh, guess what? The concoction in their system of cocaine, marijuana, oh, fentanyl, by the way, fentanyl. Where's the fentanyl coming from, folks? You know, another derivative of what's happening on our southern border. With these cartels participating in all this stuff, not only the human trafficking with these drugs and everything else coming from China down into Mexico, up into this land here. And it affects middle, middle America. Everybody's affected by this. The fentanyl. Three young men. Okay? And, and certainly, you know, I, I, I am not forgiving in any way of their participation into illegals, into substances of this nature. But, you know, sometimes what you don't know you're taking, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. And when I heard this, another example, Cap, of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Jay, what, what has happened, I'm teaching a class in crime prevention right now, and I showed that video in New York City to my students, and I want to get their opinions on this. But I, I teach them that, obviously, in this country, the criminal justice system, the foundation of our criminal justice system, the, the, is deterrence. That's what it is. It's deterrence to commit crimes, right, which we've removed. This administration has removed. These guys are walking out because they knew they weren't staying in there. They knew they weren't staying in jail. And that's why we removed the deterrent. If they thought they were going to prison for a long time for this crime, they probably they, they would think twice before doing it. And not just them, but so many criminals across the country. Look at all the, the massive retail theft where they storm into places. That wasn't happening five years ago. We didn't see these where people ran into, you know, these, these uh, luxury brands with 50 people and stole everything in there for tens of thousands. Of we never saw that. But they know there's no deterrent. They know they're going to run out of that store and they're not going to jail for a day. We removed the deterrent. Look at the border. When people thought that they would, would not be allowed in this country and you'd be remaining in Mexico during this process, this hearing, guess what? They didn't come, Jay. They didn't come. It was a deterrent. To coming into America illegally. Now we've removed the deterrence at every level in this country, and we're seeing the results of that. It's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, the damage of these policies. Could you imagine if this goes on another four years? Could you imagine? What do we have left? I don't know if we have anything left. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know. Uh, I really don't know. What, are we going to have some dystopian society out here? 
I mean, is that what it's going to come down to? Is it going to come down to the Hunger Games? I mean, can you imagine this? It, listen, it's serious stuff. It really is. Captain with us, Global Threat Report. Cap, what's going on in that Michigan uh, courtroom? Uh, the kid took a gun, shot four people, killed four people in Oxford, Michigan. Mental health, obviously a play here. And for the first time ever now, the parents uh, look to be held accountable. They're on trial. Uh, you know, I caught some of this with a mother, Jennifer Crumbly. Quite frankly, if you knew your kid was ill mentally, why in the heck are you giving him a gun? You are accountable for his actions, lady. I'm sorry. Don't point fingers at the husband. Husband's husband as well, you know. Don't tell me the husband's at fault. You're at fault. You're at fault. It's your child. When he is not cognitively sound, I'm sorry. Guilty is charged in my estimation. Yeah. So, Jay, in short, these parents are being tried for involuntary manslaughter for not addressing their son's pleas for help, specifically help for mental health issues um, that he had documented in a journal daily. Um, it culminated with these parents being brought to school to discuss an assignment where the student depicted himself actually conducting a shooting. And the school said they needed help, that he needed help, and they wanted them to bring him home. They didn't want him to stay in school, but they refused, said they had to go back to work. And hours later, he pulls a gun out of his bag and kills four students. I mean, you can't even, this is insane, this story, right? So I think what you might see now is this could start a precedent, which for responsible for children, at least, involved in these shootings are now held criminally liable for their actions, specifically, you know, violent actions like active shooter incidents. And I think the key to this case will be how aware they were of the information in that journal and what, if any, actions they took. But, I mean, even for their actions on that day, um, you know, combined with the fact that they allowed him to have access to a firearm, I think that this does not look good for them. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, you know. We, we there's got to be accountability. I've been screaming for accountability forever. You, know, you go back to Newtown in Connecticut with those 26 people losing their lives, 20 kids. Uh, you know, Adam Lanza was a kid mentally ill beyond, and, uh, and all of a sudden he goes into the gun locker and takes uh, his weapons of choice, uh, and uh, by the way, kills the mother uh, while she was sleeping on his way out. I mean, listen. There's got to be there's common sense here, okay? And the common sense factor is um, there's there are issues with these kids, issues. Nicholas Cruz at Parkland, seventeen people died, okay? These are issues. Thirty nine times in Florida, cops were called to that household, okay? The mother, where are you with this stuff, right? I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Uvalde, same deal. Kid lived with the grandmother, takes the truck out. Remember that? Couldn't even drive, by the yep. way. Crashed into the school fence. You go on and on here. Same scenario. All part of the same equation. You know? See something, say something. Unbelievable. Instead, you know what? Let's reward the kid. Give him a gun. That'll shut him up. We'll give him a rifle. It's unbelievable. Um, it last, yeah, it really is. Last thing, Cap. Any ceasefire that is discussed with Israel and Hamas 
without question. It, it's a it's a non-starter if it is not in the equation, and that is the release of the hundred hostages right off the bat. I want them lined up. We got Americans in there, seven or eight, maybe nine, uh, still in that mix. Who knows who's alive? How are they being taken care of? Those who need medicine. You go on and on and on here. Um, whatever it is, one hundred hostages fully released. Sorry, that's the way it goes. If I'm netting you out, I don't hear anything else. It's the release of those hostages, Captain. Yeah, you know, they're in a, a precarious situation because they have so much pressure from the families, and rightfully so, that, that have hostages being held um, by these terrorists. And then it's, what it's doing, it's forcing Israel to negotiate with terrorists. You know, this isn't a legitimate entity, Hamas, the terrorist group. They're holding these people. So the deal essentially says that they're going, if it goes through, says that they will have a ceasefire for several months, and then all of the hostages will be released periodically in small groups, not all at once, not like here they are. Um, and that's the, what it looks like on paper right now. We'll see if this moves forward. And then the bigger picture, you know, there needs to, there's a lot of differences in opinion as to what it's going to look like in the aftermath. If this were to work out, what is Gaza going to look like? And there's a lot of, you know, the U.S. included is pushing for a two-state solution. Israel's not going for a two-state solution. And I don't think they're also going to go for a solution that doesn't include them having a really big part in security in Gaza. So there's going to be a lot of conflict at that phase right now if this were to move through successfully. Um, and we're going to see, Jay, are some of those hostages dead? I mean, are they even alive right now? You know, I think you might see that happen when they start to release them that all of the hostages that we believe they have might not be alive. You know, and all the talk about humanitarian needs and everything else and getting the right supplies in and the Palestinians and everything else, I don't hear anything out of the White House regarding the hostages. Zero. Um, it's disgraceful. It really is. It is absolutely disgraceful. Uh, not disgraceful at all is the Captain's Show. It's called the Captain's Brief. It's on Saturday mornings at 11. Uh, it is unbelievable between the Captain and Tom Evans what they put together. Incredible guests every week. Cap, what do we got tomorrow? So so this week, Jay, because I was traveling, I was in L.A. I've been very busy. I bet it was in L.A. I called in last week. Yeah. Tom and I are just going to handle this show because we're going to focus on what we were just talking about. The Middle East is going to be like a special episode. We're going to catch up with all of these issues. You know, we have a half-hour show. It's a lot to go over in a short time. But the next week, we're going to be announcing our guest list for several weeks coming, and we have some really good people lined up. Well, you know what? We we look forward to it. I I know one thing. I am riveted. Uh, riveted to the radio if I'm around 11. And if not, I get a copy of the show, and I'm loving it. So uh, keep up the great work, you and Tom. The Captain's Brief every Saturday morning uh, right here on 103.9 NLI News Radio. Cap, well done. Lots on the table, lots of discussion, and I'm sure we'll be chatting soon. Excellent. Thanks, Jay. Look forward to it. You got it. 7.56. Do we have the man on, Mr. Beeler? Let's uh, not keep him waiting. Uh, because he's got a meeting in about three and a half minutes, and if he is late, uh, he gets cited for it. And that is uh, the great Charles Giamanco uh, from uh, Apple Honda in Riverhead. What a job he does. 
And Charles uh, is uh, on and says uh, a big hello. We give him a chance. Sir, how are you? Jay, good morning. Very good. I just, uh, again, I listened to the show, of course, before I come on for a good half hour. And I just love, you know, everything that you and the captain said. I mean, the, you know, the captain is uh, and you are so on point. And I just don't know how anybody don't see the same thing. I'm sure a lot of people do, but. I think everyone should. It's just that that clear. So great show. But uh, yeah, back to Apple Honda. Jay, busy, busy, busy. First day of the month. Yesterday, I was there. I mean, I was there alone. One of my guys had uh, called in, but you know what? I just watched the traffic. I was involved in everything, and it's just it was just busy, busy. People driving cars home the same day. It's a it's a good feeling, Jay, to start off the month like that. And you know, I, again, I always like to talk to everybody. I talk to every customer that comes in. And there's uh, been a lot of people coming in there listening to the show that uh, are, are listening. You got a lot of fans, Jay. Like Mike and Gina Monaco are, are coming in today. Sometimes they probably pick up that uh, pickup truck for their kid. But uh, they're big listeners, uh, Justin and uh, and, and uh, Jason Schwamborn, uh, another big listener. These guys go crazy for the show. And I see why. You know, just me listening. But, again, back to Apple Honda, Jay, busy, busy. We have a lot of... Especially inventory is just, I mean, we got so many. I opened up another lot just to store some new cars. So we definitely got the right cars and the right pre-owned cars. Great certified programs. You know about that. Even, the, you know, new Honda certified we have going on. So uh, I'll get into that a little more. I'll send you some information on that. But you're doing good. I talked about my staff yesterday. They appreciate that. And, I, again, they all do a great job. Well, you do. Uh, it's all fueled by you. By the way, you left out uh, Jack and Joy's chin. Uh, driving like, hope, driving around the uh, the island right now in their new Honda, right? They're driving around, listening oh, yeah. to the show. Sure. sure. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm sure you took really good care of them. You mentioned the great staff when you were on yesterday. Dawn upstairs, what a job she does. Tremendous job. Uh, Mr. Fields, the owner, uh, you've got the Red Wine, you got Getz, you got Victor. Uh, you got the All-Stars over there in Apple Honda. Uh, you got Cars Beyond Belief, pre-owned, used. New cars, 24s all over the place, Civics, Accords, CRVs, SUVs, the Odyssey. You got the Honda True, the best warranty in the business, Sort of drive program. I go on and on and on, on and on, on and on and on. And I'll tell you, what a job. I'll tell you, what a, if I was going in that car business, I would land at Apple Honda. If I was, if I was like seeking a sales job, I'd say, you know, I'm going to Apple Honda. That's the place I want to go. I mean, it's just a great place. You guys do a great job. You really do. I mean, you know, I watch you in action when I'm there. I watch you in it. You really are a pro. You're a pro. You are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you a little here. You are a pro. A pro beyond belief. Got a great team. Yeah, but it's nothing without you. You lead the charge. Uh, and nine. I can't believe you're there nine years, too. Is it nine years? I think you're there nine years. Yeah. I'm in my ninth year now. Unbelievable, bud. Well, listen, we'll be uh, we'll be watching uh, and everything else. And uh, by the way, Charlie would be part of the next roundtable, uh, so he better brush up on his stuff. You know, I'm going to ask him some tough questions. <laughs> so uh, we get your roll. You're going to sit between the captain and uh, and the Sarge. I'm going to have you sitting between the captain and the Sarge. If the, Sarge can, if the Sarge can make it. Hey, listen, always great having you. Get out to Apple Honda and Riverhead in business nearly 70 years, folks. Uh, and for very good reason. You take care. Say hi to Vicky and the kids and the grandkids, and we'll speak to you over the weekend, buddy. All right, Jay. Have a great weekend. You too. The great Charlie Giamago and Apple Honda in Riverhead. That's 1375 Old Country Road. 
uh, in Riverhead. It is 8 o'clock on the button. We take a short break. I'm going to deliver you the headlines right after this. Would you like to have 2020 vision without contacts or glasses? Do like I did, John G. from JVC Sister Stations La Fiesta and En Vivo and consult Dr. Kelly of Kelly Laser. They have three offices conveniently located in Bayshore, Garden City, and Manhattan. Lose the fear like I did because the procedure only takes five minutes, literally. And if cost is your worry, think about this. You're already spending thousands on eye exams, contacts, and glasses every year. Kelly Vision also offers 0% financing and LASIK is something that will last you a lifetime. Let me tell you that I felt super comfortable in my office visits at Dr. Kelly's office. Kelly Vision Center is your reliable option here on Long Island for procedures to correct your vision and any type of eye care. If you want this procedure free of charge, here's what you gotta do. From the first 50 people to schedule their free consult by calling 631-625-6562, I am gonna personally pick out one lucky winner to get this done for free. So what are you waiting for? Call now, 631-625-6562. For more info, Visit kellylaser.com. Check out the Ally News Radio app and listen to us from anywhere. And be sure to try our open mic feature where you can send us questions and comments for any of our show hosts and have them heard or even put on the air. The Ally News Radio app is available on the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Download today. Live from the Ally News Radio studio at Long Island MacArthur Airport to all across Nassau and Suffolk County, this is your political go-to station, 1039 Ally News Radio. Good morning, uh, Long Island. It's 802. I'm Jay Oliver. This is 1039 Ally News Radio on this Friday. It is February 2nd, and here are some of the stories that we've been covering, including detectives now investigating the death of a person in a trailer who's right behind a central isolate home. Uh, an overwhelming majority of hundreds of nurses at two Long Island hospitals voting to authorize the strike now. At least 20 residents of Nassau and Suffolk County have been arrested for bilking uh, the federal government's marquee business relief program, so it's all about the COVID days. Parents on the East End, they're trying to save a daycare center in the area. We'll tell you about a group of senior citizens from Elmont still waiting to go home for months after their building was flooded all during a storm. Harendra Singh uh, won't begin his prison sentence until at least May. He, of course, the individual uh, in and around the Mangano uh, situation. A bookkeeper for a Bayshore plumbing company using a rubber stamp and electronic transfers to embezzle more than $1 million dollars. Uh, early voting starts tomorrow. That's right, the nine-day period, a special election to fill George Santos' seat. Uh, the State Education Department asking the state ledge for a three- to five-year phase-in of uh, the governor's budget proposal that would reduce school aid to nearly half of all school districts. A bill that would provide additional state and local tax deductions. Oh, relief. Uh, to married couples expected to come for the U.S. House for a floor vote. That'll be next week. And authorities urging residents to take safety precautions against home invasion scams if three men dressed as utility workers forced their way into a North Hills home. This happening on Monday. Dow is up 369 and it's closed 38519. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is your starting point. Futures uh, elevated at this point in time. Uh, up about 39 points or so, so to speak. Uh, sports all about the Knicks. Nine straight wins. They go for 10 tomorrow night against the Lakers at the Garden. Uh, temperatures in around the mid to upper 30s. Uh, as we go to around 43 here in Islip, uh, we are looking at 37 degrees. 
under cloudy skies. You actually see a lot of sun today, unfortunately. Tomorrow, different deal. Loads of sunshine Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we have those stories and more. Your traffic and weather. We'll give it to you every 10 minutes on Fox. Right here on Long Island's only 24-7 News Talk FM radio station. 103.9 LI News Radio. LI News time is 8.04. ABC News. I'm Richard Cantu. It's a matter of time. The expected U.S. retaliation against Iran-backed militants who've been attacking U.S. forces in West Asia. A senior U.S. official telling me that Pentagon officials believe that the scope of these strikes will send an unmistakable message to the militant groups to stop their attacks on U.S. forces. But others fearing the retaliatory strikes will trigger the exact kind of escalation the administration is trying to avoid. So there has been debate, but the strikes will go ahead. And we have learned that some of the militants are already evacuating their facilities. ABC's Martha Raddatz. Several fatalities reported in the wake of a single-engine airplane crash into a mobile home in Clearwater, Florida, outside Tampa. Cunard Cruise Line says 139 passengers and crew aboard the Queen Victoria have become ill with a gastrointestinal bug. The ship left Fort Lauderdale January 22nd, was headed for San Francisco and Honolulu. This is ABC News. LI News time is 8... Oh, five. Traffic and weather roads and rails. Uh, sponsored by the great Apple Honda out of Riverhead. In business nearly 70 years. Check it out. AppleHonda.net. Incredible deals going on. Uh, we get the latest in your travels with Cindy Wakeman. On the Southern State Parkway eastbound, it's an accident over by Deer Park Avenue. Just the shoulders blocked up. Construction on Sunrise Highway from Wading River Road in Manorville out toward William Floyd Parkway in Shirley both ways. Also on Main Street, there's a closure both ways between Prospect Avenue and Summit Avenue in Patchogue. That is because of a transformer explosion. Wires and poles are damaged in the area. The earlier crash on Horse Block Road eastbound near Zorn Boulevard in North Bellport has been cleared out. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. And this report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. 37, we go to 44, cloudy skies. We go to Rod Tanner. You're the weather, sir. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Brunengraber, founder and director of Smithtown Wellness. With over two decades of providing chiropractic care on Long Island, I've incorporated holistic lifestyle services to improve the lives of my patients. From low-level cold laser therapy, which reduces inflammation and speeds up the healing process, to nutrition and weight loss counseling. Please visit smithtownwellness.com or call 631-361-9355. 
A healthy weight allows your body to work more efficiently. Without the added pressure on your spine and body, you will enjoy a more active lifestyle. In addition, you will sleep better and many common ailments associated with being overweight become more manageable and in many cases disappear altogether. Visit smithhelmwellness.com. There is no need to wait to lose weight without shakes or pre-prepared frozen meals. Lose 20 to 40 pounds in as little as a month and a half. Visit smithhelmwellness.com today for a free consultation. Ask about our weight loss guarantee and begin your journey to a new and healthier you. Hi, this is Corinne Murphy. And this is Tracy Alvino from Long Island Patriot Radio Show. For news, politics, and great community leaders, you can listen to us Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. right here on 103.9 FM LI News Radio. I'm intuitive medium Richard LaRocco. Listen to my show, Guided by Spirit, every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Red Eye Radio with your hosts, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. I'm Gary McNamara. And I'm Eric Harley, the hosts of Red Eye Radio. We're up late keeping you informed about the news you need and all things trucking until the sun rises. Listen to our show, Red Eye Radio, every Saturday and Sunday from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. here on 103.9 LI News Radio. That's Red Eye Radio, Saturdays and Sunday, 1 to 6 a.m. on 103.9 LI News Radio. Have a question? Want to comment? You can text us anytime you want. 631-451-1039. The LI News Radio text line is always open for you to let us know your thoughts. Text us at 631-451-1039. Hi, I'm Ron Gold, President and CEO of Marketing Works and host of the Nonprofit Voice. Join me every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. as we learn about and celebrate the nonprofit organizations of Long Island. That's the Nonprofit Voice every Saturday at 9 a.m. here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Have you checked out the hottest new spot in Yapank? Southpaw Brewing Company, not known only for Southpaw's own craft beers, American lagers, IPAs, stouts, sours, and ales, all of which are delicious, by the way. Southpaw features an ever-changing menu of craft cocktails and full bar. The restaurant offers a variety of scrumptious appetizers and entrees, and of course, their famous brick oven pizzas. Grab some for lunch or dinner, dine in, or take out. Catch the games on their multiple TV monitors, too. Southpaw Brewing Company is the perfect place for the whole family or for catching up with old friends. Easy to get to, just north off the LIE Exit 68, Boulevard East, off William Floyd Parkway in the Walmart Shopping Center. Follow them on Instagram at Southpaw Brewing Company or call 631-504-6167. Wake up with Long Island's most informative morning show. I have to do my homework when I'm talking to you because you're so knowledgeable. You, by far and away, have some of the most informed, dedicated listeners. L.I. in the A.M. with Jay Oliver. Well, a couple of minutes, uh, Jake will, <coughs> excuse me, pot up State Senator Patricia Kanslery Fitzpatrick. Uh, we'll talk about the proposed cuts, the education, foundation aid. Uh, Senator was president at a big rally yesterday, I think in Long Beach. Um, so we'll get her take on things. Uh, we'll get into that. Also, you're going to hear from the leading doctor regarding the social media stuff. Of course, you know about 
Mark Zuckerberg and Meta and all these guys on Capitol Hill this week answering some questions and being held accountable uh, as far as what's going on in and around uh, with some of the uh, technology being utilized and everything else. Uh, so we'll get Dr. Anzalone's take. And uh, Ed Tace uh, Jr. will be with us. Uh, he leads the charge as far as firefighters and everything else uh, in and around the state. Volunteers are desperately need We'll get Ed's take uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, Monday, we'll talk with Dr. Holland Allman uh, on the latest. We write some great pieces uh, for The Hill. And uh, we'll go over a couple of hot topics on Monday morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a, a quick word out. If you are a Knicks fan, and if you are like me, where, you know, you go back a, a while. You go back, go back to, you know, a while when the Knicks won championships. You know, it was a little tight. But uh, you go back to 1994. In those days, in the 90s, when the Knicks were red hot, the garden was thriving, and the energy, and the garden, it was just unbelievable. And like I said earlier, I, I was watching the Knicks in the heat last Saturday. It was one of those days, one of those periods, where there was nothing on the football, you know, and everything else. Um, you were waiting for the football to kind of start. Uh, but in essence, there was nothing really going on. So I was watching the Knicks, and the garden was like alive. It was unbelievable. It was like the old days. And last night, the Knicks won their ninth game in a row. And they got a guy by the name of Jalen Brunson who made an all-star team, and rightfully so. Should have been a starter, in my opinion. But all the guy does every night is lead the charge. He scores 30. He scores 35. He scored 40 last night. And the Knicks right now, I'll tell you, when they're good, the city is alive, you know? The city is alive, and they're good. And they go to the finals. If they get their guys back, and there's a lot of injuries on the team, but if they get some of their key guys back, they can make a run for it. They really can. You know, I think they could beat the Sixers, and I think they could beat the Celtics. I really do. And then you got to get through the Bucks and everything else with Giannis. And listen, if you're a basketball fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's a fun time if you're a Knicks fan. And that Gordon, again, was hopping last night. And if you really want to see a spectacle, turn on tomorrow night. It's a nationally televised game. they got the Knicks on. That's how hot the Knicks are. And I've been putting the Knicks on national, national televised games at 8.30 on a Saturday night. If you're around, if you're having a drink or whatever at a bar, the Nick game will be on. And it's going to be a lot of fun. That Gordon... You might not see LeBron in there. You know, LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis, they were injured for the Lakers, although they beat Boston last night without those two guys. Uh, I don't know how they did that. Um, but if you really want to see something special, turn on the next game. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I remember back in the day, I used to go to the games at Madison Square. I mean, there's nothing like seeing a Nick, and when they're good. When they're good. You know, I just watched the Knicks when Jordan was around. But when they are good, there is nothing like it. Honestly. Nothing like it at all. So keep that in mind as far as that. No Super Bowl till Sunday, obviously. We, we still have a week to go. Um, I don't mind the layoff. You know, it kind of builds up the momentum and everything else. 
next week. It'll be a lot of fun. You know, the Chiefs, yeah, Taylor Swift, who cares? I can't. Yeah, everybody's knocking this whole thing between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I think it's a great thing. Why not? Who cares? I'm not a big Kelsey fan, but you know what? For those knocking the relationship and everything else, <laughs> what, are you kidding me? I mean, it's a great story. It is a great story. See, I got people chiming in. They remember the old Nick days with the Busher and Walt the Clyde Frazier and uh, Bill Bradley, Dick Barnett, Red Holtzman, Phil Jackson. I go on and on. People remember. But uh, all in all, it's good to have an off week with the football and uh, all hell breaks loose next uh, Sunday. And that'll put a ball on things. Then we turn our attention uh, to baseball and, and everything else. Uh, 8-17, we await the senator. I'll tell you why. We'll take a break. We have her? We have uh, we have the senator. Jake, usually you text me. I didn't know that. All right, let's uh, not keep her waiting because she is a busy woman with a schedule today. Uh, as we welcome in, you know, there's still a lot of discussion. We've led the way We're the, regarding the budget proposal and the cuts to education. And Senator Patricia Kanzlery Fitzpatrick has been front and center as well. It's great to have you back. Always good having you on the show. But uh, you, like so many others, Senator, you've been at it. You've been out there getting the word out. This is an absolute disaster uh, to the schools with districts on Long Island beyond as far as facing these cuts. Give me a sense of what you saw yesterday. Welcome aboard. Good morning, Jay. Always good to talk to you. And yes, um, you know we've I've been banging the drum to make sure people are aware that the governor put out her proposal. And for those that don't know, the governor puts out her budget first, and then each of the two other houses will put put out their budget. So where we end up with an enacted budget will be a blend of those three. But the governor's initial proposal allocates $2.4 billion to the migrant crisis that is self-created by the Democrats who are in control. And in return, they're finding that they're cutting back on foundation aid to each school district. And foundation aid is allowed to be used only for operating expenses. So Mm. your utilities, your salaries, your basic overhead to run your school district. And um, in my district, we're looking at about $11 million of cuts. Uh, two districts in particular, Long Beach lost $4.3 million, and Lawrence School District is being cut back by $2.7 million. And it's, uh, it's the first time that, you know, this has ever happened, that they're releasing what's called this hold harmless, where it basically says you have to get at least what you got the year before. And that's not happening for these districts. So, um, you know, we have to make sure that the governor gets her priorities in order and that the two houses know that this is, a, is not acceptable. You know, foundations, uh, the, you know, our schools are the foundation of our community. How many people, when they buy a house, they look at the school district to decide where they want to live? And if you have districts that are underfunded, you know, it's never going to, all of our property values are going to drop. But most importantly, our kids are going to suffer. They're going to lose after-school programs and special programs that we need to to enrich them and make sure that they are they reach their full potential. Um, a school like a district like Long Beach is going to be facing closing a school 
to try to make up for $4.3 million that they're losing. And um, that's just not acceptable. We have to put our educational system in first before we pay for migrants that are here illegally. Yeah, and uh, somebody should send a poster to Governor Hochul of the kid uh, giving all of us the finger, the template, uh, uh, Senator, as far as what's going on these days. Uh, Because that's the money that she has reserved for various individuals on this uh, in this crisis 2.4 billion over 4 billion over a two year period by the way next year will be 12 billion uh if this continues um it's unsustainable obviously so uh, i'm i'm advocating a poster being sent to Kathy Hochul uh with a kid who was involved you know with the two cops in Times Square um, and uh, uh, upon uh, upon release and everything else cuz everybody gets released these days you know, if you commit a crime like this, you can imagine this attacking two police officers and uh, you, you get a slap in the wrist and you get a coupon to go go to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it is unbelievable. It really is. But that is a prime example of where she has siphoned off money, slated for schools to go to an asylum seeking crisis uh, here in New York City. Two point four billion dollars. How about that? How about that? Um, I don't understand Kathy Hochul these days. I really don't. It's I. I can't even imagine being up in Albany. I would have no voice left. I, I'm already doing 15 hours of broadcasting, uh, Senator. And I have very little voice on a Friday. But in essence, I can't imagine anybody in your in your position. It is extremely frustrating, and you know certainly what happened in Times Square is horrific to think that that's where we are but that is a result of the policies coming out of one party rule in albany you've got open borders you've got sanctuary city and you've got cashless bail and the combination of that is exactly what you just saw in times square our first responders are are being attacked by someone who's here illegally and they get out on bail you have no idea what the background of this person is, but apparently there's been multiple arrests for these people that were some of the people that were involved in that attack, but they still don't have any way of holding them. I mean, they've created a problem and they don't see that that's the problem. That's what's the most frustrating thing about, about all of this. You know, I've, I've chanted, uh, you know, the governor keeps saying we need more housing. I'm like, that's not the problem. You don't understand it. And how could you be in this position and not understand it? But, yes, this is a result of all of these policies coming down, and it's making all of us less safe, and it's making us all have to bear the burden of her choices and the choices of President Biden. And that's what it is. And uh, you mentioned uh, in, in your area $11 million. Uh, you're getting hit with more than $11 million in school aid cuts. Uh, that is unbelievable. And, you know, Foundation Aid, which has been the core of this program since I began this show way back, Uh, and every year we talk about the schools and the vote, how important it is, uh, and the budget regarding education. And you look at how education has taken the hit already uh, during the pandemic, Senator. Uh, Remote learning, scores are low. These kids need to be brought up to speed. And what's the answer to that from this governor? Well, you know what? We're going to cut foundation aid. Foundation aid, the core of 
programs, the core of so many things within an institution of education, and she sees fit to slice that. It is, uh, it is unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. You know, I, I think in my own mind, I feel that uh, for some reason, uh, if this new stadium for the Buffalo Bills there needed, a, 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 I don't know, $20, $30, $40 million of an extension, she'd sign off on it right off the bat. Wouldn't even think twice. Um, that's how I feel, unfortunately. But when it comes yeah. to kids and education, they don't matter anymore, I guess. They're certainly not not the top of the list for this governor. And, um, you know, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but there's millions being spent on allowing people to vote remotely, you know, with these uh, absentee ballots. And um, there's there's all kinds of other things that we should be cutting, but it's all about her agenda of keeping the Democrats in control. And it's very unfortunate that our kids are being used as pawns in the game of politics, and that should not be ever, because, as I said, they are the future of our communities, and they need every opportunity to have a great education, and the teachers need the opportunity to have good good salaries so that they can support their family. I mean, it's just, it, it has such a ripple effect, and I just think that she needs to take a basic economic class because she doesn't seem to understand the ramifications of what she's doing. Yeah, 56 districts right here, folks, are going to be affected. It's just unsustainable as far as the cuts. Uh, it is unbelievable. And we only hope when this thing is delivered, whenever it is, this budget, whether it be April 1st, whenever, uh, that cooler heads will prevail. And we hope individuals like Senator Kensler Fitzpatrick, uh, the voice will be heard some common sense uh, as far as what people are actually thinking here uh, up there in Albany. Listen, always a pleasure. We know you have a very busy morning, and I can't thank you enough for uh, for chiming in here. Always happy to talk to you, Jay. Have a great day. Appreciate it all. Leading the way in the ninth uh, senatorial, ladies and gentlemen, at 826, uh, that is uh, Senator Patricia Kanzleri Fitzpatrick. Uh, let's check out what we need to as far as the travel is concerned. On this very busy Friday morning, it is sponsored by Apple Honda. AppleHonda.net. The greatest deals exist in Riverhead and on Old Country Road. Check it out. The great Apple Honda, a sea of cars. Ladies and gentlemen, and the latest from Cindy Wakeman. It's been a tough go this morning if you're traveling through Patchogue on Main Street where there is a transformer explosion with wires and poles damaged. It is shut down both ways on Main Street again between Prospect Avenue and Summit Avenue in Patchogue. Sunrise Highway with road work from William Floyd Parkway and Shirley into Wading River Road in Manorville, both directions. The LIE West shows delays from Old Nichols Road into Motor Parkway and Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. All right, Cindy, thank you. Right now, uh, holding here 38, 38 uh, here at the airport. We'll go to 44. We go to Rod Tanner. He has the latest. 
From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Are you a new startup or an established company developing new products? Are you an inventor or have an idea for a new product? IDK3 and Company is a full-service industrial design and product development firm in business for over 30 years. They have developed products in numerous industries, including electronics, housewares, medical, sporting goods, and marine equipment, to name a few. IDK3 and Company uses the latest technologies in computer-aided design and 3D printing and prototyping techniques. They collaborate with their clients in every step of the development process, from concept design through manufacturing. This collaborative approach assures their clients' satisfaction and product success. Please visit their website at idk3.com. That's idk, the number 3.com. Or call 631-328-5353. That's 631-328-5353 for more information. For over 25 years, the Long Island State Veterans Home has had the honor of providing skilled nursing care and adult day health care to Long Island's veterans and their spouses. Did you know the Long Island State Veterans Home also provides short-term rehabilitation? Creating individualized treatment plans and providing personalized attention, we promote independence and a successful return to the community. For more information about our rehabilitation program, call us today at 631-444-VETS. That's 631-444-VETS. Hey Long Island, it's Chris Coluccio from TechWorks Consulting. TechWorks is expanding and looking for experienced IT professionals to join our growing team. At TechWorks, you'll have the opportunity to challenge yourself while being part of a fun and exciting organization. If you or anyone you know is looking to advance their career in the IT field, bring your skills and come join TechWorks, now voted one of Long Island's best places to work. Visit www.maketechwork.com for more information and open positions. At first glance, Terrence and Shania have nothing in common. Terrence is a musician. He is constantly traveling. He's 32 years old, single with no kids, and started smoking when he was 16. Shania, on the other hand, just turned 45. She owns a coffee shop. She is married with two kids and has never smoked. What makes Terrence and Shania similar is that they both have been diagnosed with small cell lung cancer, and it was caught early. That's right. Small cell lung cancer can affect anyone. The good news is early lung cancer screenings can detect small cell lung cancer before it spreads, when the disease is most treatable. Join Stand Up to Cancer and Jazz Pharmaceuticals for awareness of small cell lung cancer and accelerate the pace of research. Ask your healthcare provider about screening options that might be right for you or a loved one. Visit standuptocancer.org/lung to learn more. Only news talk radio station of the county. LI News Radio. Interesting week uh, with the likes of Mark Zuckerberg and others on Capitol Hill answering questions. Uh, all in the background with family members who held up pictures of their loved ones who lost their lives based on all that goes on with social media these days. Uh, Dr. Anthony Anzalone happens to be a clinical psychologist at Stony Brook Medicine. 
Uh, very passionate about discussing some of the healthy social media practices, all to keep our kids safe. And uh, Dr. Anzalone uh, is uh, welcomed on the show, and we say a good morning to you, sir. Hope it's all going okay. Good morning, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for having me on to uh, discuss this uh, very important topic. I think it is, especially in light of what's uh, happening on Capitol Hill these days. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, you go to you come away with a feeling that these uh, zillionaires, you know, they answer the questions, but they're kind of tone deaf. You know, they don't really understand the consequences of what has taken place where they could have operated a different way. And they they didn't, doctor. Um, but. You know, these kids, in my estimation, have been put in harm's way for quite some time. You know, it's it's a cruel world we live in when it comes to those types of tactics on social media. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting point whether they didn't understand or the the facts were there and it, it's kind of willfully turning uh, the other cheek uh, or turning the other way because we, we've been knowing for a while what the, the damages that that social media and just screenings in general has on, on the developing brain. So the research has been out there for, for quite some time of how it impacts brain, how it impacts children uh, on all levels, behaviorally, emotionally, cognitively, neurologically. It's, it's all out there. So uh, I think these companies are finally having to, uh, uh, you know, address the elephant in the room. No question about it. What did you think of the speech given by the mayor? Uh, he gave a little bit of an address regarding some of this stuff. What was your reaction to that? Yeah, I'm thrilled that there are politicians and people in positions of power that are making this a focal point of discussions. I mean, when you have uh, when you have Democrats and Republicans seeing eye to eye on an issue, you know we're in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is what parents are saying, that their number one problem isn't vaping, it's not smoking, it's not school safety, but, but according to a, to a recent poll, it's, it's internet use, it's the perils of social media and, and how to keep kids safe online. So, so this has been a problem that has been continuously growing over the past decade or so, and now we're just starting to give it the, the attention it uh, deserves. And I think Mayor Adams' uh, speech kind of uh, uh, it, it can maybe start a fire that, that on, on all different levels we need uh, we need some sort of intervention. Just you know, starting from the micro level of the family, going to the school, the community, local and state, federal levels of government, and and of course those responsible in, in major tech companies. So so I think that uh, his battle cry is is sorely needed. We need universal strategies. We need strategies to to get those kids that are at risk and those kids that are already engaging a lot of problematic uh, media usage that are. Um, that are being impacted, whether it be emotionally, again, or neurologically. No doubt about it. Dr. Anthony Anzalone, our guest, clinical psychologist uh, at Stony Brook, talking about uh, what's happening in the social media world. So what about parents? You know, uh, listen, most work two jobs, each one. Uh, sometimes kids are home from school. They, they hit the, the screen and everything else. I mean, how do you do it? How do you, how do you possibly manage your kid's screen time? A, if you're not home, even if you're home, uh, what, what do you offer? Yeah, it's such an excellent, excellent question, Jay, because there, there's just kind of practical uh, limitations here, right? You know, during the pandemic, a lot of us had to, to work from home. Our kids were at home, and there's just not a lot of resources, and we know, some people have more resources that, than others. I, I think a lot of it is what, what the proactive strategies you do with your kids, being able to work with them to, 
to educate them first and foremost on on uh, the implications of excessive screen use time and to be able to start cultivating something else for them to do because screen use is just such such a, a cheap meal. I like to say that that going on your devices, it's, you know, fast food isn't good, good food isn't fast. You're going to go on your device, you're going to get that cheap hit of dopamine, but it's not going to be the thing that kind of lasts for a long time. So being able to work with your kids and uh, developing, cultivating from an early age other activities, being able to talk to them especially uh, and work with them, setting rules and routines, uh, being able just to have uh, different options uh, resources in the community that, that kids can go to, especially communities uh, in need where they, they can have uh, alternatives because if the only alternative around is uh, is the screen. Uh, you know how, how much can we how much can we expect a developing brain that sees a big shiny object that's that's a constant dopamine machine uh, to stay away from it? So it, it it's such a it's an ongoing issue that the parents are having with with their kids, but it always starts with just kind of collaborating with your kids, coming up with different uh, alternatives for them to really cultivate a sense of mastery. Because once they start getting into that, that screen use, it, it's just uh, cheap reward. And, and that's going to have an impact neurologically on, on their development. Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on the radio. But, you know, I, <laughs> I see what goes on in our society. And I see the decline uh, from a cognitive standpoint regarding our young out there, um, I have to assume part of that, the correlation on brain development and mental health, is that what one absorbs via social media? And we know a lot of the stuff out there is detrimental and everything else. Uh, and I know that your focus as a clinical psychologist uh, that is a focal point as far as what you're observing, I would think. Yes, absolutely. Uh, again, you're looking at the, this is such a multifaceted beast that we're trying to curtail because on the one end, you're having kids uh, really engage in excessive screen use and it's creating uh, threats to their attention. So you're, you've got your kid that has to, uh, do their math homework, but they because they've been on screen so much, they have such a razor thin uh, level of dealing with boredom. So they go on their screens, and they go on their screens, and they don't want to go back on math homework. Uh, then they go back to math homework, and it's really difficult, so they keep avoiding. So it creates a cycle of avoidance. Then on the other hand, you'll have kids that are going online, and as you pointed out before, cognitively, they're not getting the accurate interpretation about the world. I mean, teenagers in general don't, don't always have the best uh, accurate, rational uh, views of the world, but then they're seeing a very distorted view of the world, or they're being exposed to uh, stimuli that's very damaging to them, whether it be, you know, what, what we heard uh, on Capitol Hill, parents who have kids that were exposed to uh, a lot of media related to uh, eating disorders or just uh, being bullied, a lot of racism. So, uh, it, it's kind of the wild, wild west out there, and we're having kids go into this this arena where they want to search for something, they they can find it. And and again, tech companies have to be held responsible. There needs to be a way of protecting our youth, as well as on our level, being able to educate our youth, being able to let them know these are the things that might be out there. This is how you can deal with it. These are the supports 
that you can get. And that's, that's the interesting part is that, you know, the problem can be the answer, that if tech companies really cared about uh, helping our children, uh, there's a lot of ways that, that they can do so. What, what I found interesting, though, is most of the, uh, the tech company spokespeople were, were talking about what they did to implement safety rules. What I didn't really hear was a lot about allowing other researchers, allowing a lot of uh, uh, mental health professionals and researchers in that domain to have access to the data to be able to help our children. And that's where I'd really like to see the changes. Let them work with us, not kind of against us, to, to help uh, uh, protect our children and, and kind of uh, provide them the, the skills and the training they need to be more uh, digitally healthy. Good point. Excellent point. A couple of minutes remain with Dr. Anthony Anzalon, clinical psychologist, talking about the harmful effects of social media and kids and everything else. You know, I think about uh, posts related to suicide, doc, self-harm, disordered eating, racism, bullying, cyberbullying. We have had numerous discussions over the years on this program. Um, what's it like sitting down with a parent and a child who are kind of going through this together? And, you know, you, you get a sense that you want to pull the child back into reality. Um, but it's a really tough effort, without question, with all that goes on out there. Uh, you know, it's like a magnetic pull, you know. How do you how do you start a conversation with a child? When I say a child, the child could be 15, 16, uh, for all we know, even younger, I would imagine, in some cases. Mm. Uh, but how do you start off a conversation? I guess the easy way to answer that is how not to start off a conversation. And, and we know for, for a lot of the literature, it's, it's really control strategies don't work, being able just to, to take away the devices. There's, there's always another way uh, for kids to access material. So uh, it really starts with, with one, make, making sure that the children and the parent or the caregiver have that relationship where they can talk openly. So a lot of times, even just facilitating uh, ways to improve that parent-child relationship, but being able to, to have that, that quality time to sit down with your kid and to ask them about their media, to, to, to develop that trust where they feel that parents can, can talk to them uh, non-judgmentally and, and listen to, to the things that they're going through. So a lot, lot, most of the research shows that if you want your kids off of screens, uh, it's less about control strategies. It's more about uh, having... Uh, good family therapy to, to improve communication so that way you can sit down with your kid and just say hey tell me what it's like what is what is it like going online what are the things you're seeing out there what you know just get joining with them getting in their world so that way they'll they'll give you some information uh you know teenagers like their their privacy we, we understand that uh but being able to on all fronts this is not just families when you're saying what can families do families need to, to talk to their kids to have that relationship but they need to be hearing this on multiple levels. There needs to be education in schools, in homes, like I said, on all different levels. Yeah. Kids start building that awareness so they feel more comfortable talking about what's going online. Uh, listen, I always say it starts at, at home, Doc. It really does. Yeah. And parents parents have to do a better job. I know, listen, we all lead better lives, very busy lives. <laughs> uh, but we have to remember our children. Uh it is so important for their development was... that we pay a little more attention to what goes on in their lives. And, and, you know, I get it. We work, we work, we work to pay bills. But, man, I'll tell you, uh, we've dropped the ball along the way in, in a lot of ways. Uh, very important yeah, stuff. Very important conversation. 
Um, listen, you have a platform here anytime you need it because I think discussions are key, and we must keep these communication lines. Uh, for those listening right now, uh, Doc, uh, how can people get in touch with your services if they need some help here? Sure. So I work at Stony Brook uh, Medicine, Child, and Adolescent Psychiatry Services over in Stony Brook. Uh, the phone number there is 631-632-2428 or 632-CHAT. And that's what we will continue to do is chat and make sure, uh, hopefully, we put our kids uh, on a better road with all this stuff going on. Uh, can't thank you enough. Great weekend. And uh, we will chat down the road, I am sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Jay. You got it. Let's get a quick traffic check as well. Mr. Beal, and bring in Frank Tace in just about 90 seconds or so. Uh, let's get the latest from Cindy Wakeman. It's been a tough go this morning if you're traveling through Patchogue on Main Street where there is a transformer explosion with wires and poles damaged. It is shut down both ways on Main Street again between Prospect Avenue and Summit Avenue in Patchogue. Sunrise Highway with road work from William Floyd Parkway and Shirley into Wading River Road in Manorville, both directions. The LIE West shows delays from Old Nichols Road into Motor Parkway and Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. 38 right now here in Islip. We go to 44. We go to Rod Tanner. He's got the latest. From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. They have what it takes. They do what it takes. East West Industries, based around Konkma, designs, develops, manufactures, and sport products for fixed and rotary wing aircraft, critical air crew safety, and survival. Recognized as a leading supplier, solution provider, and problem solver, East West is committed to the aerospace customers and business partners they serve by meeting and exceeding the most demanding challenges or requirements. Founded in 1968 and built on a foundation of hard work and integrity with 28 owned patents, East West and award-winning supplier of Boeing, Bell, Lockheed Martin, Sikorsky, Northrop, Grumman, and the Department of Defense. They're a growing company celebrating over five decades of servicing the aerospace industry, always keeping sight of what's most important, protecting the warfighter, because saving air crew lives is their first concern. East-West Industries, the pride of the town of Iceland and Ron Conkema, right here on Long Island, is a diverse, woman-owned small business and equal employment opportunity employer that encourages veterans to apply. EastWestIndustries.com for more information follow the careers link and apply online today hi this is johnny rizzo listen to me every wednesday night at 6 p.m as i host motorcycle mayhem for more show information visit motorcycleMayhemRadio.com. 103.9 li news radio news radio your station for local news and 
information. All right, firefighters and volunteers, they kind of go together right here on the island. Edward Taze Jr. happens to be president of the Firefighters Association of the state of New York. BASNI, uh, as it is called, lifelong volunteer firefighter in Niagara County. And uh, he is uh, nice enough, Edward is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on this uh, Friday morning. Uh, on the island, uh, did a presser, I believe, yesterday at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, and we say a very good morning uh, to the uh, president, uh, Ed Taze. Great having you, my friend. Good morning, and thank you for your time, and thank you for what you do to help us create and increase the volunteer firefighter base in the state of New York. Indeed, it. and that's what it's all about, uh, Ed, right? It's about increasing. You know, we got word that uh, there are a lot of shortages uh, in and around yeah. our fire firehouses and incentives left and right, property property value, taxes, and everything else. You try and put it out there to make sure that we're fortified uh, properly. You think we can we can be at a certain point in time here? Yes, it's our goal in the next several months with our Recruit New York weekend, April 13th and 14th, is to have the firefighters open up their doors or their stations and invite the community to come in and help the volunteer fire service, help their neighbors and their family members across the state. Uh, volunteer firefighters do it for no fee. No, They don't get paid. They do it because they love their communities and, and they love their neighbors. You know, uh, I lived in Rocky Point for 25 years uh, on the island, and right near right near a firehouse. And man, I'm going to how to utilize them a couple of times. Johnny on the spot right there with the propane leaks. I always remember the barbecue, for one. Uh, just invaluable as far as the services are concerned. Great people that work there, too. You know, a lot of the EMTs in around the area as well. You just can't replace people like that, you know? It's, it's important that the residents of New York State understand, and also the elected officials in the state have to understand the value of the volunteer persons. If New York State didn't have the 80,000 volunteer firefighters they have in the state, they would have an increase of their tax base of $4.7 billion in additional taxes in New York State. Wow. That's the value the fire service has. And we need to get more people involved. We need to get the uh, elected officials to understand it and give some more benefits to the firefighters that want to volunteer their time and take away from their homes and things. I can say personally, last Christmas, I was on the road every day during Christmas, from Christmas Eve all the way to almost till New Year's with a massive snowstorm in Buffalo, New York. Uh, that's what the firefighters do. They don't always just put the wet stuff on the red stuff. They supply public service to the communities. Very important stuff. Ed Taze Jr. with us. Uh, he, of course, president of FASNI, it's the Firefighters Association of the State of New York. And what has been the reason? Is it is it more kind of... Uh, an aging out type of factor here where uh, we're losing a lot of volunteers. I would imagine, you know, just maybe a lot of folks like, you know, we're seeing in New York, uh, the mass exodus and everything else. What what has been, you know, one or two that have uh, contributed uh, to the, uh, to the population of volunteers? It is the aging out. The individuals are aging out uh, from the fire service or from the, ability to serve and it's also uh time constraints within families yeah most families today are working two to three jobs to, to keep up with times you know and like that and they really don't have the time uh we're working on some uh modifications of the training siphons and 
to make the training for volunteer firefighters a little more comfortable for the individuals to get involved in. Uh, so it, 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 it's a working tool every single day of the week. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was curious because uh, I read that 66% of New Yorkers said they would visit their local fire station to get more information about potentially uh, volunteering. You know, I always felt that if there could be a little bit more of a marketing tool out there, uh, I think that might go a long way. You know, maybe a, a visitation to the some of the houses are in and around. I mean, they, we, I mean, listen, there are some beautiful firehouses. I got to tell you, uh, it's 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 a lot of reward, a lot of reward as far as being a volunteer. Right, we're trying to get the people involved, get the community involved, open our doors, let them see what we do, let them jump in a truck, go for a ride, and, and touch and feel the equipment that we use, and interact and mentor with a fellow firefighter. The youth today is a great asset to the fire service. We're trying to get them into the high schools, into the communities, to let the younger folks get their hands and, and, and get the incentive to want to join. Yeah, and the, some of those same surveys, I, I found that 80% of New Yorkers see the positive uh, financial impact, Ed Taze, uh, that our dedicated volunteers have on some of the local property taxes, which is a very important incentive, right? Yes, we got working out. We're working right now. We we did get a property tax credit for the volunteer firefighters can apply if their communities want to get involved. But again, they we made the avenue available, but the individual townships and communities have to buy into it and have to opt into allowing the residents to do that. But also, the caveat to that is we also get a two hundred dollar a year income tax credit for the volunteer firefighters for providing the service. But you can't take both credits. You got to pick or choose which one you want. Yeah. And we got to we got to get rid of that. And we also got to take and raise that income tax credit from two hundred to eight hundred dollars for volunteer firefighters. It's been at two hundred for eighteen years, and cost of living has gone up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. and that's uh, you know that's a sticking point. You know, with it's like an inflationary period you're in. You know, with the average right. wage and everything else, do the wage, does the wage equate to the inflationary period we're in? The answer is no. And somehow, some way, there has to be some sort of a balance, you know? And it's the same even in the field of volunteers. There has to be that balance, Ed. Yes, there has to be. And we now, work every single day. You mentioned April 13th and 14th. Uh, yes, April 13th and 14th. Talk to me. Go ahead. April 13th and 14th, we're having our 15th annual Recruit New York weekend, asking all the departments in the state to open up your doors, show the community what you have and what you have to offer, and entice and welcome new members to come in and join your your ranks. There you go. And uh, you can find all of the information. Uh, Go to the recruitny.org. That's information on the campaign, the Open House Weekend, April 13th and 14th. Uh, Please, even if you're on the fence as far as, should I go to that site, recruitny.org. Edward uh, Taze Jr., uh, doing it all as far as getting the word out, uh, does a wonderful job uh, as the president of the Firefighters Association of the State of New York for FASNI. 
uh, as it is known. He's been a lifelong uh, volunteer firefighter in Niagara County. And we thank you for your service, my friend. Uh, keep up the great thank work. You. Anything you need, word out, you know where to go. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time, and good luck to everybody. Thank you. You got it. Uh, it takes Junior checking in with that. That's an important aspect uh, of any community is to make sure that our houses are chock full of individuals and they're volunteers, folks. Listen, they don't get a paycheck out of it. Uh, the reward is just the camaraderie of it all, being part of the neighborhoods and helping out in a big way, uh, without question. Uh, that's it for us. Jake Bila, get to the mic for a second. Now, you are Jake Bila on the drums, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, Mickey, uh, Mikey Rivers uh, on the bass. Rivers will, will take the drums next week. Uh, but uh, you are off yonder next week. You went to Italy last time. Any special place this coming week, sir? I'm going to Cancun, Jay. Oh, I hate you. Why do you hate me? Because I am freezing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you, Jay, I'm not a fan of the winter weather. I mean, listen, I, I like wearing the, war the longer clothing. I like, you know, staying at home with the family and hanging out and keeping warm. But I hate the bitter cold. I, I don't like the winter. I'm a summer guy. I like going to the beach, having a nice, uh, you know, just a nice water in my hand and, and hanging out, relaxing. I love the beach. I'm a beach person. If I could be there every day, I would be. All right. Well, listen. You enjoy with the family. Jimmy going too? Uh, no, it's just me and some friends, actually. Wow. Yeah. Be careful down there, young man. I will be. I'll be checking on you. I I'll promise check you. On you. Oh, thank I you. you. See, I thought it was mom and dad, but you know, you're going with the, you're going with the pal, your buddies. Yep, I'm going with the boys. <laughs> be, careful. be careful. Yes, sir. I will be. Be responsible. Of course, of course. Uh, no, this is, a this is a good group of friends that I have, you know, people, uh, you know, very good people that I've known for a while. So it's going to be, uh, it'll be a good time. All righty. Uh, and you'll be back with us on the 13th? I will be flying back Super Bowl Sunday, actually. Wow. So you'll be back Monday the 12th? Yes, sir. All righty. We thank you for all you've uh, done with uh, Mr. Rivers there. Yes, sir. I he'll uh, he'll definitely uh, do just fine. And to all of our listeners, I'll uh, yeah, I'll be back. Uh, if you miss me, uh, I appreciate that. But I'll miss uh, being here with you, Jay. But don't worry, I'll be back on the twelfth. Well, oh, something happened. Good morning. We're still looking at the big mess on Main Street in Patchogue. It is a full closure both ways because of a transformer explosion between Prospect Avenue and Summit Avenue with wires and poles damage in that area. As a detour, you'll want to try Park Avenue to the north to get around the Patchogue area. Sunrise Highway with road work slowing things down between Shirley and Manorville from William Floyd Parkway to Wading River Road both ways. Eastbound side of Sunrise Highway is heavy through Hampton Bays. Montauk Highway gets busy getting into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. And Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule. This report is sponsored by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman. <laughs>
From the LI News Radio Weather Center, we'll wrap up the week with a chance of rain this morning. A chance for sprinkles continues into the afternoon. We'll have a mostly cloudy Friday with a high of 42. Mostly cloudy conditions continue tonight with a low of 28. Saturday will move into the weekend with sunshine and a high of 39. It'll be clear and cool Saturday night with a low of 26. Sunday looks to be sunny with a high of 41. We'll start the week Monday with sunshine and a high of 39. Tuesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 38. From the LI News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Now, here's a message from Alcoholics Anonymous. If you are drinking again...